Airtight, yo, airtight. That argument is airtight, airtight, airtight. Yeah. Trading colors, what up, baby? Jail. Hey, the gospel's going out. Let's jail. Jail. Let me get that dust. Living that whole thing, I gotta get that first. Picking up the microphone and giving you that lyrical, biblical, biblical rhetoric in that bird. Oh, hey, guys, end up coming strong and playing, bruh. Super serious about the glory of the Lord. We living in something ready to give it to your life. What you think we in Bible college, bro? Studying for hours, bro. Bending up all kind of dough. Ain't just trying to be no scholars, no. What I know, my God, and get these streets. Break it down and stretch it. We get fire, laboring, we're laboring. What good is the olive So your university. Professors making like the Everybody nodding, head my dirty world and taking it. Professor call me out, talking about how you deny the truth. Now I gotta arrive in Zachariah They say it's wrong, just say someone's wrong. But that statement got contradictions all on its own. They arguments we turn down. This ain't judgment, I am not a judge. I communicate what to do. Tear it down, ay. We gon' break it down, bring them out, bring them out Ay, We can do this now, do we it now that exalts itself against the God of knowledge, yeah Demolish it, I gotta tear it down We gon' break it down, bring them out, bring them out Ay, We can do this now, do we now that exalts itself against the God of knowledge, yeah Demolish it, I gotta tear it down It feel like daily you got haters coming up to you Trying to debunk your view, punk you with scientific proof See, I've been backed in the corners trying to figure out what to do I know who I believe in, homie, I ain't scared of none of you See, they ain't take religion from out of the public school No, they just took Christ and replaced them with Darwin and some other dude Now we all exist cause lightning when they struck a pool Now be God was the cause, be like the Huxtable
and my fellow Shield Squad member, my main man, LeBron G. Khan. You're live on the air, my man. What's up? How you feeling tonight? Vocab Malone, what's going on, brother? I'm 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 chilling, man. You know, chilling, chilling, peaceful night, man. Yeah, man. It's good to hear your voice, man. Real good to hear your voice. I'm glad we could do this. I know it's late for some people, but people can get to it when they can get to it. So if you were listening live and want to call in and be part of the conversation, call in at 917-889-2233. That's 917-889-2233. And press 1 if you would like us to take your call at some point during the conversation, or you can just listen on the phone. Of course, you can also listen from the website. That's blogtalkradio.com slash shield squad, blogtalkradio.com slash shield squad. And be sure to check out past, (coughs) excuse me, man, I still got a little bit of Christmas cough, man. Be sure to check out past episodes at iTunes, as well as Stitcher, as well as Tuned In, three different places you can subscribe to the podcast for free, whether you have an iOS device or a Google Android device. You can get those. So we're trying to make it easy for you. But I was looking at the numbers today, GCon, right before we went live. And, you know, this used to be simply G Consciousness Radio, and you let Shield Squad kind of take it over. You know, you're the one who put in the work, though, and got it established. But since we've been regularly broadcasting, the numbers have went way up steadily. It's nice to see. So I think we're doing something. I don't know if you've got a chance to look at that little graph they provide for you. Have you seen that recently? It's looking pretty good. Yeah, actually, I haven't got a chance to peek back at it, man, to be honest, you know, uh, but I'm definitely going to start trying to look at it and see what's going on. Yeah, you can see the numbers this year as compared to last year, and then you can even even do a breakdown of uh, the most downloaded episodes, and you can also do a breakdown of the most listened to episodes as well as a breakdown of uh, even month to month and even day to day. So you can see, like, the most listened to day. I mean, it's – it's it's pretty elaborate, and man, it's been going real good. So we're gonna keep pushing this through. Shield Squad Radio again, nine one seven eight eight nine two two three three. Tonight's show is called Reviewing Reviews. We're gonna be reviewing the reviews. What reviews are we gonna be reviewing? Of the book Barack Obama versus the Black Hebrew Israelites, the book I wrote, the book that you know G Con's mentioned in there, Sherry's mentioned in there, you know, a lot of Shield Squads mentioned in there. And so, uh, you know, it's something we all kind of, in a way, had a hand in. And so now the Hebrews like to starting to review it. So we need to review some of their reviews, man. So, G-Con, how come you wanted to do this show tonight? You know, why do you think it's important to uh, get on this topic right away? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Go ahead. Yeah, man, I uh, kind of looked at some of the reviews, man, and uh... – you know, I, I kind of was really down and out about it because I know we spent time really uh, dealing with the One West, and uh, a lot of the work was actually manifested in the book, as you said. And, uh, you know, to hear some of these reviews from those that are saying that they're moderate, it was just really kind of shocking, man. And so uh, I definitely felt that we should uh, do a review on the reviews, you know, and, and, and really uh, – try to see what's going on out here, man. Uh, has the book been given a fair chance? And, uh, you know, um, I, I just don't think that it has, man. I think that, that there's a biasness that's there. 
And so uh, I, I really was shocked by some of the re- reviews that I've seen lately, man, and uh, coming from certain people that hold the position of being moderate. So I think that we definitely need to look at it and review it. Yeah, and you know, um, it's not every day that the author of a book will speak and interact directly with the community that, you know, he might be dealing with, especially if it has critical elements against them. But, you know, recently I was able to do that on Debate Talk for You, and there was a different panelist, South Showtime ran it, and then Divine Prospect, and then uh, the three uh, sisters, you know, uh, asked me the questions and whatnot, um, Only Love, Imuna, and Mayana. And then callers called in. Tazariak was supposed to be on it, but uh, for some reason he couldn't do it. I I would have most wanted him to do it out of everybody because he's actually quoted in the book, and it talks about One West, which he's part of. The others aren't even part of One West officially, so it's kind of odd that way. But then people called in. But it seems like the main critics of the book are non-One Westers. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, and that's 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 what shocked me, man, and um. You know, it, it makes me all together think to, that uh, should we start, you know, where, where do we go from there? Should we even start dealing with some of those things? And, um, you know, what's the agenda behind it? it? You know, is these people actually supporting Torah or Tanakh or the New Testament like they say they are? Because I know some of them is just dealing with the Old Testament. But all together, man, it's just it's really shocking. It really, it really hurts me real bad because, you know, um, when you talk about the black community, you know, just doing these things, and um, they know what's going on in the community with a lot of these guys, one West, you know, just hating on Africans, just hating on the continent altogether. And for them to really take the position that they have taken is really weird, you know. Then they start hating on, you know, the uh, Caucasians and, you know, Europeans or whatever the case may be. And then I'm, I'm, I'm this coon, but in reality, these guys are out there on these street corners teaching against uh, – you know, uh, hating on Africans and other people, you know, they should have some type of right to the gospel. And so I, I was, I was, I was just shocked, man, that these guys even uh, came out to defend it as if they are themselves a part of the agenda with One West. It's kind of weird, man. Yeah, people might call you or somebody affiliated with Shield Squad. You know, they'll throw that coon label around. But let me ask you this, G-Con, have you ever been embarrassed? Or told somebody not to call you black when they call you black? <laughs> nah, right, yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, man, this is over this is weird, man. So Because you see what I'm saying, right? You know, you're not yeah. ashamed, but yet these folks are ashamed to be called that. Like it's something bad. Right, right. And but really what's crazy is about it is that this is is that um you know, I've seen the usage being used a lot. You know, and uh, we actually used the usage when I was actually, you know, um, you know, black Hebrew Israelites and stuff like that when I was into it. And so now, you know, they'll say, well, everything is black. Every Everybody was black. The Indians was black and the Arabics was black. And then when you say black Hebrew Israelites, then there's a problem with that. Like, but you just got through saying everything was black. I, I've got videos with, where, uh, you know, Tazariak himself is basically saying, Black Hebrew Israelites, and also Nathaniel was saying Black Hebrew Israelites, as well as certain groups that we see on Facebook and 
blog, uh, different type of blogs that we see that have black Hebrew Israelites written by black Hebrew Israelites themselves. And so the logic is just really, you know, silly, man. It's just poor logic and bad reasoning. So I, I, I can't really understand it, man. Like, it, you know, it's just weird. And the one Westers hypothetically could have some kind of point to make when they say, well, you've seen our 12 tribes chart. Not everybody on there would be described as black, so why do you call it? Why would you say black, right? Even though the school itself, the old one West, used to use that term, all right. And sometimes one Westers, like you mentioned, Nathaniel, still do. But these non one Westers, they don't want to be called black Hebrew Israelites, okay. But it's kind of odd because they don't have a 12 tribes chart, they don't think Hispanics are their brothers and sisters. They don't think Native Americans are the brothers and sisters, from what I can ascertain, at least not most of them. So how are they not black Hebrew Israelites? Now, in the book, I don't call them black Hebrew Israelites. The only time they're called black Hebrew Israelites is on the title. And the reason is so people know what the heck I'm talking about, because most people don't, wouldn't just know or understand what it just means to say, oh, Hebrew Israelite. And so that's, that's why, just like with the... Um, Anglo-Israelites before them. They are always described by outsiders as Anglo-Israelites or British Israelites. Nobody, except for themselves, granted they were Israelites, so nobody called them simply Israelites. Nobody went around and called those Anglo-Israelites Israelites unless they were in the cult themselves. They always said Anglo or British Israelites. So, um, you know, there is a precedent to this type of appellation before the designation, but nonetheless, here we are, and LaRon, you've seen it. I just mentioned the title. A lot of the criticism of the books, not even really a review of the book, is simply people bickering about the title. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, it seems like off base to just complain about the title the whole time to me. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely off base because I've argued with these guys, um, <laughs> you know, it was kind of crazy because when you when Sal Showtime shout out to Sal you know uh, debate talk for you when they did the review on it you know I just felt like you know it was a lot of personal attacks and more so um, you know then then it was the title you know what I'm saying really really the, before the book was even in question it was just personal attacks and then it was the title and then it was some other pages of the book and I think you did a very good job of handling yourself well. Because, you know, if it was me, on the other hand, it was a lot of things I kind of would have brought out. <laughs> it wouldn't have went so well. But, you know, just poor reasoning. Uh, a, lot of hypoc- a lot of hypocrites, man, uh, really speaking on things, man, that they don't know what they're talking about. And and that's that's all what I think it is, man. I think it's a lot of hypocritical things that's going on, you know, with the, you know within the community, man, that it has to be looked at, examined, and... um that's just not the case with this community, man. But, but let me ask you a qu- couple of questions because you grew up in Columbus, right? Yeah, South Side. All right, so it seems to me like uh, a lot of guys feel like that, you know, uh, when you say urban, that was another thing, you know, you say urban and you, you talk about being from the city and, you know, you don't have this style to where it's like, you know, uh, it's a James White or it might be a Dr. Brown or something like that, you know, or Michael Heiser. You know, you, you, you basically are you, you urban like you said, you know what I'm saying? And and so it's like 
you grew up in that, and and and, and that's what I think the problem is. They don't think that you grew up in that, you know, as well as uh, you know, you know, other people. So when you grew up in that, you're attached to that. So you, that's your climate, and so that's what you deal with. Your first encounter with, you know, black Hebrew Israelites. How did it make you feel that this was actually something going on, you know, um, you know, in the community, you know, what, what, how did that make you feel? Because, you know, how would you, how did it make you feel? Well, I mean, my introduction was my friend says they're busting in these church services in the middle of service. And then he said, usually it's, it's older black churches. And it just kind of shocked me, like, you mean they're going inside during the service and, like, causing a ruckus? Which they were. You know, they've confirmed, and I've got some of those quotes in the book, as well as in videos I've released since then, because people didn't believe me. We're not talking about the Malcolm X type thing that maybe some of y'all saw in the Malcolm X movie where Denzel, you know, Malcolm X, he's outside a church service, and when the parishioners are coming out, He's saying, you know, why you follow that religion and giving them flyers for the nation of Islam? We're not even talking about that. We're talking about going in deering, right? And so when I heard that, I was just kind of like shocked, like they're busting in the middle. And, you know, uh, in Columbus, uh, one of the churches that I was a part of for an extended period of time, I was always at a, a city church when I was there, um, you know, but one of the churches specifically I was at was what you would call, you know, what people would call a black church, you know, like a, a church where if someone's white, they're they're most likely a visitor or or there's like a couple because it was a it was a pretty large church. There's a couple here and there, you know, they married somebody or whatever, but it was like a truly it wasn't it wasn't they would call it wasn't really a quote multicultural church. It was, it was a black church. Right. So, I mean, I got and, and, and when you do hip hop because I was doing Christian hip hop back then. You know, you rap at different places. And so just hearing that and then knowing the areas they were doing it in, which is real close to my house and my grandma's house and my all of that, it's just like it, it was real close to home. And so that's why I was so shocked about it. That's why I, I, almost, I almost thought he had his facts wrong. I thought, nah, man, he must have something incorrect. But then I looked up and saw videos. Now, since they've been taken down, they were all on live leak. Uh, that video service that the, the I can't find their videos on LiveLeak anymore, but they've confirmed all this because I've been back to talk to that GMS camp from the South Side of Columbus. So it was just shocking to me, and I, I felt like, man. But I thought it was just some local crazy bunch. You know what I mean? She kind of thought it was like some local group of guys who were just kind of off the rocker. Then one day I realized out in the street again here in Phoenix, down the street from my house again, that it was part of a larger movement. And I didn't understand that really at first. I didn't understand this was like a whole thing happening. Then when I saw more guys, I realized, oh, this is like a whole connected thing. This is not just locally, you know. And then that's when it kind of got on my radar even more. And then I realized, really, the church really had no response to these guys. And so it was hitting me in my in my perspective where I lived, literally. I don't know if that's the answer to what you were asking G con? Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Usually time when you talk and I'll be mute and that's why I 
you know. I got you. Give it a minute, but yeah, and yeah, and so and so definitely, man. I, I think that that's very important because, um, you know, just think about it. You 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 somebody run up in your church or somebody's on the street corner and they talking about you know uh, the, the white man or the black man this or the African man this and and so you know of course there's going to be some type of you know. Um, rise up in you to where, hey, that's not what the, the truth of the gospel, and that's not what the Bible's saying. Anybody that's, you know, studying or, you know, and so you're going to want to want to really talk about those things, and I think that it's only fair that, you know, I, I, I the book brought out a lot of things that are actually true. Now, the thing about it is, is when you ask these guys, is this actually true? You know, and if they can say, well, this is not true, then 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 we got a problem. But if they say this is true, you know, this going on in the one West, then how do we deal with that? And and is they willing to help deal with that? Because that's that's what needs to be done. You know, if you're saying that they're mis you're misrepresenting us, then how do you you know, are you guys as moderates or you say you do you're you're moderates, how do you work on those very things to overcome what we're seeing which is the face of black Hebrew Israelism on the streets, because that is the face of it when we see Tazariak, we see the one West camps out here doing more screaming and making more noise than the moderates is doing. So why are you standing up to defend that instead of defend, defend the truth? You know, and I just want to say this to end this on this note, I would rather die defending the truth than defending a lie, even if it's a lie from my very own brother. And I don't think that they understand that. And that's what the biblical texts actually teach. So you don't take up for your brother or your kids or because you say it's your brother or your sister or whatever the case may be, your mother, your father, just because they 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 they, uh, they, they are attached to you in some type of way. And then it even gets worse if you start dealing with a color, saying that these people are your brothers and sisters because they're your color when – you already know if you've been in these streets, you've been gang banging. I've been there. That just because you say you're my color, don't mean you're my brother nor my sister. I've been betrayed, stabbed in the back plenty of times by people who's been the same color as me, as well as people who's not the same color as me. So, you know, but for the most part, that don't make you my brother or my sister, especially when it comes to what the biblical text is saying. So, I think that I was more so hurt by, you know, them standing up and really you know, not really critiquing, or well, I wouldn't say critiquing, really dealing with the matter, you know, as uh, far as what's going on of those people who they say they're, they're that's their brothers and sisters, rather than, um, you know, that how they just went on and did the whole thing was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, it's like I can only speculate. Like maybe some of these moderates, so-called, maybe they're not out on the street. Like maybe they don't really – like maybe they even work in the city, but maybe they just – maybe there's in and out. Maybe they don't really know what's going on there or something. Like I, I'm not I'm not saying that's the case with all of them. I'm just trying to guess almost like what is it that makes them blind to the reality of this situation or want to dismiss it as some kind of minor thing. Maybe you know they spend more of the time like on the internet side of things. Maybe there's like a wishful thinking that they have like – well, maybe they want it to be a certain way, but it's not a certain way. Maybe they simply think they're defending members of their fellow ethnic group. And I don't mean black because that's not their thing, so-called fellow Israelites, because apparently they think that these folks have woke up too. They just think some of their methodology is rough around the edges, I guess. 
So maybe they feel like that's a bare a bare minimum duty they need to fulfill. You know, it's it's a little difficult to explain. Sort of, uh, and and you know, we we've done more parsing out than them. Meaning they'll just say, well, if you talk about Israelites, you need to specify which Israelites you mean because we're not all the same. And then we say, okay, how do we specify you? You know, like how do we do that exactly? We can't just say we, there has to be some names or terminology. So that's where One West came from was to say, okay, let's specify that, let's parse this out so we could be more precise. Like they didn't do that for us. We got to do that to try to fulfill the request to be more specific, which is a fine enough request. Then when we do that, they don't like that. And so it's just like they're not going to be happy. You know, they're not going to be happy with the book against Hebrew Israelism in any way. They're not going to be happy with the title of the book. They're not going to be happy, happy with the author of the book. They're not going to be happy with any criticism of the movement by a perceived outsider, even if they're looked at as a Jake or somebody who's not woke. That's my that's my suspicion. The thing is, I just happen to be first in the kind of loudest. But you watch the more authors come. The more people that come down the pike, it's going to grow, and they're not going to be nice or happy to anybody. They're not going to be glad about any of it. They're not going to say, you know what, that's a legitimate point. It's going to be all this. That's my general suspicion, and I think we've seen already because, I mean, we see how they treat you, G-Con, for example. You know, I mean, it's, they're not really nicer to you than they are to me, and if you had a book, it'd be just as bad. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? But, and I think maybe after that we get it, we uh, answer that. Maybe we should um, start to actually look at some of these reviews. I think we've done a good introduction. But what are your thoughts on, on sort of this particular criticism, and how they're uh, just kind of how they are in general towards critics? Right. Um, I think that overall, it's it's um, it's like they 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 harnessing are they they're carrying. Um, it's it's more so uh, it's, like you say it's it's some with some people it's an ethnicity thing and with some people it's a Israelite thing with some of them some of them is you're black we all need to stick together you know what I'm saying and that's the thing like I've heard even quotes like white people are non melanated people you know what I'm saying so you could kind of see the school of thought right there off the back of what's really going on when you say something like that that's like a you know, rest in peace to the, to the brother, uh, you know, um, uh, Dr. Ben, or, you know, and also, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Clark. But I, I just think that they, um, some of the things that they taught, it was more for, more so from an Afrocentric perspective, and uh, it, it, it didn't really do um, the black community any service. It just taught a lot of, some of the stuff was a lot of, you know, um, rehearsed stuff from prior to, and then, you know, come stemming up out of emotional hate. You know, because of the oppression of Europeans among black people. And so I think that for the most part, um, overall, it's it's just, you know, it's a biasness that's there. And instead of just dealing with it and saying, let's deal with this, you know, they, they've chosen not to do that, man. And uh, it really hurts that, you know, some people have um, said the certain things that they have said in that, that uh, review with, with – uh, Sal, man, it was just awful, man. I think that was really just awful. I think it was a a bad way to misrepresent the black community. Um, man, it was just terrible, man. I think that, you know, and, I, and I'm going to say this um, because if you ask them, are the Hamites your brother? 
<laughs> they'll tell you no because they're the same color as you, but is they your brother? They'll tell you no, and then they'll say, well, well, I'm a coon or we all are, we, we all of these coons or whatever the case may be. But when I ask you is the Hamite your brother because he's the same color as you, they say no. So then it's like, what is it? I mean, what, what, what what's the problem here? You know, what's the deal? And so overall, man, the whole thing is, is there's this hate, man. And I think the hate is stemming from emotions, man. And I think the Bible is clear, man. We can't walk by the, the, the flesh because the flesh, man, it uh, cause you to, to be off into a lot of stuff like that, especially when we see that, you know, uh, what took place in the past. And, you know, we got to understand we was also enemies of God. And I just want to say this and then we can get right into it. But we was enemies of God. I was out there, man, doing everything out there, bro, like mistreating women, bro. I was, you know, um, knew how to slick talk them, and I was out there, you know, gang banging, you know what I'm saying, you know, shooting at folks and doing all types of crazy stuff, man, doing stuff that I know that was straight against, you know, what God stood for. And so I was definitely an enemy of God, and so for God even to just look at me and, 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 and draw me with his love and his kindness and use people to come into me. And I'm, I, I was this guy, man, who was, who had this hand, running around doing all types of stuff to innocent people, shedding innocent blood and, you know, uh, you know, stuff like that. And for him to forgive me and have mercy on me and not strike me down at that moment, you know, we, we better be careful because we need to, that mind frame. So it takes the spirit of God to say, Lord, lay not this charge unto them, especially when you're being persecuted, you know, uh, by people that's attacking you and just trying to destroy you, doing the very works of the enemy. And so, man, I think that overall, man, I, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm still stuck on, you know, how do we actually position these people? Where do we put them at? You know, where do we put them at now? To be honest, bro, I'm just going to keep it honest. You're more so fairer than me than what I am. You've always been because in cases when when I'm going off, you you like, hey, bro, don't you know, you really giving them the mercy. Whereas me, you know, I'm I'm coming in there, you know, with the sword out, ready to cut it, everything moving. And so is is you know, at this point with me, man, it's just like I think that these guys are more so one west, and they with one west because they really uh, dealing with what they stand for, you know, and um and um. They're not, well, they're not dealing with what one West stands for and coming up against it, and they say that they're these Torah keepers or Tanakh keepers or believers. And so if you're not dealing with it and you are defending it and and, and you're, you're, you're criticizing somebody's work that's coming up against it, then you 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 with that movement, then. So we, we need to put you in the same bus to deal with you all alike. I think I got, uh, uh, I got the brother. Uh, he's gonna be listening in too, just as well. So I know he's he's a former Israelite, just as well as uh, me. You know, I don't know if you wanted to, you know, if you want to speak on something. Or, but, uh, yeah, let's get right let's into it. Then let's do this. Uh, yeah, and I hear what you're saying, man. And I think one of the good things, regardless, you know, this book is not perfect. Shield Squad is not perfect. I'm not a perfect apologist or perfect Christian. Like we're not perfect vessels, but we just want to be used. We want to say. Uh, Lord, take this and use this, and and we believe that he can and he will and he has, and he will continue to be, because he's faithful to his word. He's not faithful to, you know, any one of us because he, you know, thinks we're so great. He's, he's faithful to his gospel work in this world, and we are vessels for his glory. So 
I, I'm excited to be part of that. I think it's already happened. So let's do this. Let me read some of these Amazon reviews. We'll start with some of the smaller ones, and then uh, I'll get your reaction, and it'll bring the caller on you mentioned. So we'll get in. But let me read some of these. These are shorter ones. These are reviews from Amazon, and these are the positive reviews, which tend to be shorter. And uh, uh, I'll read these, and then we can say something if we want. So here's one from Chris Williams. Great book, five stars. It says, great primer on the history and beliefs for black Hebrew Israelites, a must have to engage with black Hebrew Israelites. So that's Chris Williams. That's a short one right there. Here's another one. And this is a, a five star one or whatever as well. And uh, the uh, subject is, I thought it was well put together. I thought it was a well put together intro. That's what it says. Now here's what it says. I thought it was a well put together intro, giving me a basic understanding of Hebrew Israelism but also giving me all the information for me to search it out for myself. It was written in a way where it didn't lose me, but kept me interested throughout and definitely can't wait for the next book to come out. This book out of the park and bringing clarity to the subject at hand. I just want to say thank vocabulary and God bless. So there's a positive review. You can comment on any of these anytime you want. G-Con, if you want to stop me, I'm just reading uh, three more here. Here's one by Kevin Abshire. It says groundbreaking work. And here's what he wrote, another five-star one. Just finished Vocab Malone's new book. If you feel called to apologetics, especially in an urban context, then you need to learn about Hebrew Israelites. This book is the groundwork you'll need to competently engage them and give a biblical defense for their claims. This is a must-have. There's two more positive ones. And this one is a verified purchase. That means the person is de- definitely owns the book, and Amazon uh, verifies it. Those are the most important kind of reviews because it proves – the person more likely actually read it because uh, it's that's a verified purchase under the commoner. You can tell uh, that they've actually they actually own it according to Amazon. <clears throat> and here's what this one says: This book is a great must-read for anyone involved in any type of urban apologetics. It equips you and provides you with further resources to deepen your study to refute the growing cult of Hebrew Israelism. It was written in a very interesting and winsome way. One of those books that is hard to put down. And here's the last one from Alita Andrews. Shout out to that sister. She's one of the best supporters we got. It's also a verified purchase. She gave five stars. She says, I loved it. She says, a very informative book concerning Hebrew Israelites. I loved it. So there's the five positive ones from Amazon. So it's not all bad. Any response to those, G-Con? No, no, I'm just – no, I got no response. Go ahead, brother. Now, let me read the critical ones, and then we'll bring on that brother you mentioned. Uh this one is by someone named uh, Bookworm, two stars, and it's uh, titled Juvenile Antics, and here's what it says. Disappointing read. The author lacks professionalism and delivery. I had issues parsing through his comic book references. The author purports to be a Christian but doesn't realize he shames real Christians with these juvenile antics. <laughs> so uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel there's nothing comical about that, but the comical outfits that we see that these brothers are running out there on those streets. But in reality, truth of the matter is, there's nothing comical about people on the streets cussing people out, calling people, you know, what I'm saying all types of names. And so when we look at how these one West camps started. You know, this is false prophecies. What's comical about that? You think God just sitting back just laughing at that? 
So I think that that's just kind of weird that he he wouldn't even would even say that. Now we can sit back and laugh and say those are some silly outfits they got on, but for the most part, when it comes to uh, what's being said out there on the streets and the misrepresentation of what the Bible stands for, what's funny about that? No, there's nothing comical about that. So I think that the book does a great job of exposing what we see on these streets that's happening and also the beginning of these and then also the false prophets that was, you know, put forth. And, you know, so there's nothing comical about that at all, man. Here's a review by someone described as real one. They gave one star, and they say the author must be heartbroken. Here's what it says. I mean, dot, 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 damn. Can you be any one of a culture vulture? I think what they meant to type there is, can you be any more of a culture vulture? So in reviewing this review, we've, we found uh, some mistakes in this review. First, you fail trying to imitate urban peoples as wannabe rapper. Now you've made... Because you're not one of their 12 tribe charts. Okay, I think what it's supposed to say is, first of all, you tr- – because so this is typed incorrectly. You fail trying to imitate urban peoples as a wannabe rapper, and now you're mad. I think that's what they meant to type. Now you're mad because you're not one of their 12 tribe charts, question mark. You call the black Hebrew Israelites, yet they include Native Americans and Hispanics, question mark. doesn't make sense. I guess I'd be mad too if I put so much time, energy, and faith into something just to find out it doesn't – person to me i think they met it just to find out it doesn't person to me i think they mean pertain to me sad that's a, that's what that one says all right now i'm going to read the long one on amazon then we're going to get to the big one at lip balm are you ready for this one all right everybody get ready one star not what i was expecting not worth the money even though uh the past two days at a two a two-day promotion where it's free on kindle this is from Hasselferret Soli Deo Gloria. <clears throat> Here's what it says. After reading other work on the faith system of Israelites by Israeli journalists like Sam. By the way, uh, Sam is not an Israeli. He's, he's a New York Jewish guy. He's not an Israeli journalist, but he is a journalist. The forward, historians like European-American Jacob S. Dorman, chose a people, and anthropologist Dr. John L. Jackson, then description – I was prepared to find an objective and insightful theological contribution from vocab alone, who made a point of referencing his doctoral aspirations. Instead, there was a page after page of petty sarcasm and action figure references better suited for the sandbox than serious scholarship. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just beginning. This is just the beginning of this review. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not trying to write a book like Dorman and Jackson. I'm just interacting with this real quick. I'm, write, I'm writing this for the average churchgoer, the average Christian, so they can get through it and understand it. I'm not writing for fellow academics or anything like that. So I'm not, I don't have the same audience. And Sam uh, Kestenbaum writes for a secular Jewish audience. I'm not writing for them either. So I have a different audience in mind. And it's not the sandbox. <laughs> uh, and then the person says, continuing with the review. Admittedly, this review is a bit long, but there is info directing you to an interview with the author conducted on 12-20-2017 on YouTube at the end. The author claims that the book is written for the laity, but how low are his opinion of the urban landscape and the people in the pews that he would produce this type of tabloid writing to appeal to them? Unlike the more polished work of sincere querence into the community, 
The author routinely confuses congregations and carelessly corrals them into arbitrary categories under ambiguous headings. In his effort to shroud this community in mystery and fabricate an atmosphere of looming threat, he succeeds in being dishonest with the reader from the title based on 20-plus seconds of a fictional encounter written for the movie Barry to the conclusion. Even the relevant passages, chapter 5, will ultimately prove useless as the author refuses to accept that doctrinal differences are so pervasive that it is impossible to craft a cookie-cutter response to this community that is more often than not unattached to any camp. This book is only for the Christian determined to resurrect the bloody crusades of old, fueled more by arrogance and intolerance than the love of Jesus, completely void of the instruction given in 1 Peter 3.15. Barack Obama versus is suitable for the thug theologian with an axe to grind and gaslight tensions already boiling over in Trump's America. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to stop there. I'm sorry. I'm, this is uh, so over the top and melodramatic. It's just unbelievable. By the way, I'm a never Trumper. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. Just uh, let, the, let the reviewer know that. In the end, comma, I recommend that sincere Christians interested in apologetics and evangelism and not vigilantism read up on the history of Israelites from titles like the ones I mentioned in the beginning and reach out to their local church leaders to study and show themselves approved so they are secure in their own understanding without having to lean on his. Uh, Part of the problem to this reviewer is local church leaders don't know about the Hebrew Israelites. That's why I wrote this book. So you can reach out to them, and I hope they know something about you all, but most likely they don't. So that's why they need to pick up this book so they can know something. So, I mean, I don't know why you think it's better to ask them because in every other instance, reviewer, the Hebrews like to talk about local church leaders like they're a bunch of ignoramuses. Now all of a sudden, the lady need to go to them? I, I don't know. I don't understand this. You're trying to butter somebody right. up. That's what I think. You want to comment? Right, you I'm know what's crazy. Done. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I want to hear your interaction with this. You, you, uh, you, know, you, know, you know what's crazy about that, though? Because – um, they talked about in your review on Sal Showtime about did you go to some right. of those group leaders? And yeah. what's so crazy is because these guys have record. They're on record with these false prophecies. They're on record on uh, how they was breaking up and them talking about uh, each other and stuff like that. We have YouTube videos with these guys talking. We have footage with a lot of these guys. And so why? why what is their need to go directly to them when we got the footage of them lying and conniving and cheating and uh, uh, committing all types of false things. It was according to, I mean, this this against the biblical text. So that was weird for them to even ask. And it was like, where have they been? Like, have you guys noticed any of these things? Where, 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 have, where have you been? And then and for Ron Shields to even do that. He's been right in New York on the street corners with these guys, know what they teach, and to act like he don't know what's going on was just pure foolery to me. It was just silliness and foolery. So that, that kind of amazes me, man, that uh, they acting like they don't know what's going on, and uh, you know, uh, and it's just, that's just embarrassing, man. Uh, Ron Shields asked if I sent a questionnaire to Aria. <laughs> Did you send a questionnaire to Aria? Like, like I'm going to send a survey out to Aria, and, you know, he's going to fill it out. Like, he's, it's going to get to him. He's going to fill it out and, and send it back to me. I mean, come on, man. This is this is ridiculous. Not not only that, but uh, let me ask, uh, you know, folks like Ron Shields, Divine Prospect, excuse me. 
um, before you critique different Christian denominations, which he does, I hear him on his YouTube channel all the time. Uh, do you send questionnaires out to them and uh, and ask them questions? You know, before you feel free to critique them and their beliefs. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's a ridiculous thing. Not only that, Tahar, for example, has confirmed uh, the history that we've given time and time again. Tahar has confirmed it, and so uh, he's one example. He 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 doesn't deny uh, a lot of what we write about the history anyway. And to be honest. I think we're starting to know more about the history than some of these other folks because during that debate talk for you discussion, one of the people said well, – you could tell it was clear they thought One West – they didn't know what One West was, first of all. They're like, well, what is it? And then they, they, they said, well, they, they acted like it was still active, like there were still people at that address. They clearly did not understand, and so it's like we need to educate y'all on One West you know, like before you get up in arms. Or let me continue with this review. It's almost done. Uh, Soli Deo Gloria means the glory of God alone, a concept that as a strict neo-Calvinist, the author failed to protect in this self-serving work. Christians, you are encouraged to trust God alone and not in man. Pros, it is relatively short. Cons, it is offensive to Christians who have a sincere interest in defending their faith and will ultimately put them at more of a disadvantage when encountering Israelites than preparing them for it. Similarly, it is disingenuous to the Israelites, he writes, opened their doors to him and freely shared information with him, only to betray what he admits was kindness, to creatively weave a narrative regarding the remaining bulk of their community that he could not access, save for the anathema GMS, whose primary contact was a man who was of the same hue as him and not black. Now, that, that paragraph is not well written, and it's ridiculous. Um, the, if the person is trying to talk about Israel of God, Israel of God in advance knew who I was and what I was doing. I didn't sneak in there in some sneaky way and then, and then turn around and betray them. They knew me from apologetic encounters, and that's why they invited me. They already knew what was going on, it, it, and what they wanted to do was show me a different side of Hebrew Israelism, which to a certain extent they succeeded in doing, uh, and I mentioned that. And so it's ridiculous to act like I snuck in there and turn around and betrayed them because it was already out in the open. It was on the up and up what was going on. And they talk about GMS being an anathema. I mean, <laughs> I see more videos by GMS than I do moderates. I don't know, man. I'm just saying it's not like they're not out there on these streets because they are. And in Dallas, they got 15 members out there on those streets. In Chicago, they got four camps and loans out there on the streets, four different GMS camps in Chicago almost every Saturday. I mean, come on. And then to say whose primary contact is a man who was of the same hue as him and not black. You're talking about uh, Aaron uh, Rex. Uh, who is a white guy with a red beard? I don't really know if I would describe him as the same hue as me, but that's just that's just how these folks operate. Last sentence says the author can be heard admitting to some of the questionable methods in his book necessitated in an interview on YouTube called the Book Recap. So that's that's that that one. So any comments on that before I bring up the caller? Nah, no sir. I mean, <laughs> I guess what it is is the Hebrew Israelites have figured out. They could try to wage war on the book through Amazon reviews, but this is a common thing. If you look at any book that's critical of a of a one of these lesser known cult cultic movements, um, the members always wage war on the books. And so you'll look at like for example, I got a book about the Anglo Israelites in uh in the Christian identity, and I got it so I could compare them to the Hebrew Israelites. 
and I read through it before I got it. I looked at the reviews, and the reviews were highly, highly critical of the book because the Christian identity so-called – those are like white nationalists who think they're Israelites. Um, the Christian identity folks waged war on this book through the Amazon comments, but it kind of proves the point in a way. So anybody with half a brain can see through it when they read these reviews, these, these over-the-top ridiculous reviews. Talk about my book it ushers people into a call to return to bloody crusades. What in the world are you talking about with that type of language? Bloody crusades? Come on, man. So the, it's just ridiculous, the stuff, stuff they say there, making it all political. But, I mean, if you want to deal with calls to violence… I mean, you got that going on all up in your community. You know, that's where it's really going on, not on our side. Nonetheless, let's bring up 843-908. Welcome to Shield Squad Radio. You are talking right now to Volcam Malone and G-Con. How you doing, caller? Hey, what's going on, brothers? This is Brother Jay. What's going on? Oh, shoot, Brother Jay. How's going, man? Hey, not much, man. Man, I was listening to what's going on, man, and, uh, I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down. How's that? Tell me what your reaction's been. Because you've been on hold listening to all this stuff, Brother Jay. What have you been thinking? Yeah, man. Um, you know, obviously people that know me know my background. The ones that don't know me for the first time, like who the heck is Brother Jay? Um, you know, I was in this very movement, specifically the One West Faction, as part of IUIC, is United Christ in Atlanta and Austin, Texas. Um, you know, very familiar with the doctrine, was in there for about uh, three and a half, four years um, uh, before I finally uh, left that school, but still held on to the doctrine for about another three months before finally, uh, you know, the Lord, through his grace and mercy, uh, opened my eyes to the gospel, and then I rejected the thing altogether. But, um, man, I'm listening to this, man, and um, a lot of times <clears throat> I see myself because I used to do the same thing. Um, you know, you know, it's, I, I can understand um, the at least when you're in it, uh, prior to coming into the gospel, I can understand the whole need of, you know, where I came from, culture type stuff. Um, and because a lot of them can't trace it or whatever the case is, the easiest thing to do is uh, run into, you know, most black people that go through this kind of phase in life where it's kind of like, who's my forefathers or culture or whatever the case is, we don't got no culture. They either go into Islam, the conscious movement, or the black Hebrews like movement. That's usually where they're going. Um, and, the same, and all these different things feed on the same thing, man. They have the same kind of underlying message about, you know, all the black people basically need to just kind of huddle up together and buy black only or have an all-black school or all these other little things that they think are solutions to the issue at hand, but they're just temporary bandages, man, and they're not realizing that they've been going in the same cycle for for years now, and um, and every year it's the same talk that they're having, man. And um, specifically, like, with the book, and I'm looking at some of the views and reading along with you on some of them. And um, there was one particular uh, review that uh, the one that said the author must be heartbroken. Right, right, right. Uh, and they first mentioned about culture vulture and, and then try to say, you know, first of all, trying to imitate or feeling that imitating urban people as a wannabe rapper, you know, trying to take a <laughs> shot at you. And the first thing I thought was, man, obviously this person don't know where rap came from. Um, and um, obviously I do music and stuff like that And actually went to school and, and learned music history And um, and a lot of people, even if you look at 
different interviews by Run DMC, et cetera, these guys who were pioneers to what we know as today the rap industry. These guys, they got their start by taking rock songs and different things like that and, and chopping them up on the turntables and, and, and making music around it. That's how that the rap industry started. Um, everybody was biting from everybody, man. It wasn't like, you know, these black people just came out of nowhere and they just did their own little thing. They didn't take it from no cultures. It's just something they, it was theirs. No, man, it's, music is, is worldwide, man. Um, every culture has music and everybody bites from everybody. Um, and so, you know, this whole kind of notion where, you know, you feel that imitating urban people, um, you probably should trace back in history and find out where rapping came from. You find out that this style of uh, poetry, basically, exists in every culture, man. Um, so I, I don't understand where they're trying to get this kind of like rap as a black people's thing. Um, yeah, they say of, that, uh, but you know what? If my response, if I was going to be kind of in a, a snarky mood, would be like, I'm not the one wearing a New York Yankees ball cap with fringes, a star of David with some Nikes on. You know right. that <laughs> I'm not the one uh you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right, G Con? Yeah. I mean right. you see these guys up there, they got like a Los Angeles Raiders hat on and then trying to look like a priest from the neck down and then and then when it gets to their ankles they turn back into hip hop. It's like Right, Nike I'm, boots on how you got on Nike boots and <laughs> right, right, fringes. That's kinda crazy. It's like when yeah, I was man, in elementary school, I may have threw on, you know, you have to wear a smock so you could paint or something in elementary school. That didn't make me right. a painter, and I don't really even think it made me look like a painter. So y'all can throw on your smocks, but nobody really thinks you're Hebrew or an Israelite. I'm sorry, after reading these reviews, man, it just makes me a little feisty. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they went from the wannabe rapper trying to take a shot at that, not knowing where rap came from or, you know, whatever. And and then, you know, want to bring up the 12 Traps chart and say, you know, you're basically mad because you're not on the 12 Traps chart. Um, that thing has been debunked, debunked so many times. I mean, even guys from the actual One West School, some of these older, older guys, even admit that that chart was made up, man. The problem mm-hmm. is, is this. When I went into the movement, obviously I didn't know none of this history. Um, of where it came from. I just believe the doctrine that it was taught. And, um, you know, obviously at that time, it wasn't like, um, you know, the way it is now where you have like SOG, Shield Squad, all these different um, Christian apologists. Um, it was kind of just, I guess, at, a, at kind of at a, um, at a starting point when I was in. So I didn't have many experiences where Christian apologists were meeting us on the street, you know, the time I went, or even in my everyday life, or even online, you know. Um, obviously, I knew they were out there because the, the, the leaders every Sabbath would mention how these, these guys that's kind of like saying stuff about the camp, but they never tell us who the guys are. And so um, so I had no knowledge of it. I never had experience where you had someone who came up, knew the arguments, and was, you know, going back and forth with me about it. I never had that experience in there. Um, and I didn't even know about Christian apologists or anything like that until after I came out. And so um, and now a lot of these other brothers that's coming in now, have a plethora of resources, man. You know, the many um, uh, uh, videos that's online and stuff like that. And even people who used to be at the school itself making these videos, showing, and everybody's repeating the same history, man. Um, but these brothers are so, um, they want so much of a culture, they accept false doctrines just to call themselves Israelites. And we experience that all the time, man. 
We are sure, brothers. Hey, look, man, look at the scriptures, man. Look, look, this right here. Man, that's false what you've been learning, bro. And they'll admit that it's false, but they will not let the doctrine go because they would have to then reexamine that whole chart, that whole Deuteronomy 28 breakdown. And they actually had someone say, if I admit to this, then I have to let everything go. So therefore, he rejected what we brought forth to him. So a lot of these brothers, and that's why you have the moderates come out of thin air when we coming after one West. Um, and, and other than that, they're being quiet. I, I don't see them out there really correcting what one West is doing. You hear them kind of back chattering comment sections or something on Facebook, but ain't nobody really coming after them guys, especially if it's their people. They're not really coming out there and re- correcting their people. But yet when, hey, here we come, guys used to be in the camp, and now we know false and coming and now exposing this doctrine to help brothers and sisters come out of this. Now they want to come out and now take up, you know, it's our people. And it's only because y'all are supposed to be Israelites. That's it. They'll tell you them camps off. They'll tell you, man, these guys, man, they not, you know, they, they out there making a, a, a mockery of Israel and blah, 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 blah. But they're only saying, well, I'm only hearing that when someone else is coming after them. Yeah, y'all it's take like care this. of that problem. Y'all don't have to worry about it. It's like. Uh, if they have a choice between criticizing LeRon and criticizing Nathaniel, it seems like they'll pick criticizing LeRon, you know, just to, to yeah. put it in a frame of reference. You know, yeah, that's exactly. that's what I see. And uh, that's backwards. And, you know, you mentioned how before there was really no response. I mean, it's like, you know, on a fast break play, when uh, sometimes you see like maybe in a high school basketball match where the teams are like real uneven, and one team keeps on getting these really wide open fast breaks, and they just could take their time down there in the paint on the other end. The, the other teams all lagging behind, play after play. That's like what was going on with Hebrew Israelism in Christian apologetics. Is like the Hebrew Israelites had this long fast break where they just were down there shooting baskets left and right, you know, and and it was just ha- having a grand old time dribbling around in the paint. Nobody was stopping them. Now all of a sudden, there's like a couple of defenders down there, like what? What what's going on? What's what's happening? <laughs> they they realize they can't they not they not feel yeah. it. They real upset about it. It's like well sorry guys, uh, practice is over. You know, and it's only a couple <laughs> of us. We don't even got a full team. We don't even have five men on the court yet. You know, like just give us some time. Right. You know, just give us some right. Time. And so and so even with the uh, with the culture vulture thing because I've heard um, Ron Shields kind of speak on some of those things. It seems like that they are um they are rehearsing or something that he said they repeating that. You know what I'm saying? What he said because he said that on his uh one of his uh four hour to five hour presentations or whatever he had going on over there about vocab. And I found it kinda odd that he said that he's not getting on, he's leaving vocab alone, he's not doing nothing with vocab, but then he's on the panel questioning vocab about his book, which is kind of crazy at the same time. That was kind of weird. But I think that, you know, like I said, um, if it, if it, when it, when you talk about culture vultures and stuff like that, and, you know, some of you guys are trying to adapt to something that you don't even know nothing about. You don't even know the culture, you know, about those things. And you wouldn't even know the language of certain things. You know, even about the biblical text, if it wasn't for some of, you know, the Ashkenazis and Sephardic and other Jews that we see this in the world, you know, and so especially those main groups. And so, you know, it's, it's not something to where we say, well, oh, we, we, 
you know, um, we're just uh, some Ashkenazi soldiers or we just on a team. Now, it has nothing to do with that. It's just bottom line is, you know, uh, God has dispersed Israel, and, and, and because he has dispersed them, even in some of their sins, God has, you know, turned things around for good to where some, some of us are still learning about, you know, we're learning about Christ. We're learning about what the Bible is talking about, and we're picking those things up, even through some of the things that, how people uh, spread it, Christianity, you know, some people might might have spread it in a false way, and we know that the majority, you know, probably did so, and then some of them came and said, well, this is what it really stands for, and I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying, because nevertheless, Christ is being preached, even when we talk about, most people might say, well, these holidays are pagan, or this and that, and they are pagan, but if Christ is being preached, then all glory be to God, because he said that even in the dispersion of Israel being dispersed and in their foolishness that, that we was going to learn about, you know what I'm saying, about Christ, you know what I'm saying, about uh, the Bible and the biblical things and about Israel and why God did Israel the way he did. And I think that, uh, you know, that has happened, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, people know about this thing now. So when they stand before God, they without excuse. And so I think that for the most part, if this brother is trying to adapt to something, or if he sees something that uh, that's in the Bible, you know, or he see a culture that's in the Bible that's doing something they shouldn't be doing, there's nothing wrong with that, with going and saying, well, hold on for a minute. I'm against that because that's not what the Bible teach. And so even if it's a very Jew, I think he can go to a very Jew and say, hey, listen, you shouldn't be teaching that because that the Bible does not teach that. You know, uh, he has that very authority, and God has given us that authority. And so I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And so for them to say, well, he's culture this and culture that, you know, I think that's just out of line, that's out of pocket because, you know, this brother, he's been raised, you know, in the south side of Columbus. And so he know what it means to be urban, and, and he's just that. He's been raised in that. You know, this is like saying me, I'm trying to be something of somewhere that I wasn't raised, and that's just not how it is. I'm just as urban as it gets. There's nothing scholarly about me when it comes to my language or grammar or any of those things. So, you know, I don't know, you know, why they even make that um, false accusation and, you know, play silly games. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, uh, when I was in high school and I started going to open mics, because I, I used to be delusional. I used to think I was going to be like the, the battle king of my uh, my little city. My, maybe even my I could maybe start, you know, kind of become the battle king in my school that I went to. I mean, <laughs> I had that was my dream. That was my aspiration, right? That's how that's what I was on back then. And so we, I'd go to these open mics, like at these record shops in the '90s, and they were not friendly to anybody. That was an era where. Uh, you know, if you were perceived to be an outsider, hostility was was running rampant because five percent talk was real big then, and all types of stuff was real big, and it, it wasn't hidden. Hip hop wasn't all diversified and politically correct in the '90s underground hip hop scene like that, and so you had to have tough skin if you were going to even grab the microphone and try to rap for half a half a minute at an open mic spot. So you know, I kind of had to develop like, okay, okay, it's just how it is. Okay, you just get ready to go. And uh, so I, I developed some thick skin to some of this stuff. And I'm I'm not from, you know, I'm not from New York City. I'm not from Brooklyn. I recognize that. But nonetheless, some of these moderate Hebrew Israelites, some of them, when I hear some of them and see some of them, they seem so suburban. They may, they may Some of them are so suburban, they make Carlton look like he's, 
he's rocking thug life. You know, some of them is that suburban. They make Carlton look like a G. You know, Carlton for Fresh right. Prince. I, I'm not saying all of them. Right. I'm just saying some of them, yeah, like, you could tell they don't really know what time it is. You know, they kind of live in in this, in their own version of a fantasy world. But, but it's all right. It's all right because, really, we don't want to go where they're going with it. We're trying to really get into this. And so we've got one more review to get to, and it's the big one. So do you guys mind if I play one song? I'm going to play a quick song. And then we're going to get into this review. And maybe if you're listening, this is a chance to go and you can read along with the review as we get to it. Here's the website, litbalm.com, L-I-T-B-A-L-M.com. And the, it's, under, it's filed under Black Culture and Black History. And the title is, says, That's the Hook. Self-proclaimed urban apologist vocabulary reveals the shocking similarity between one West and himself. And it was posted by a contributor, so it's an anonymous review of the book, uh, two days ago. So I'm going to play this track uh, real quick here, and then, and then we'll jump back in, and we'll, we'll go through that. Because it's, it's a longer one, so we'll need to really kind of uh, look at this one together. But I'm excited about doing it nonetheless. So the song I'm going to play is Love and Peace by No Big Deal. Love and peace, all we want is love and peace, but I don't see no love and peace. All we need is love and peace, that love and peace and love and peace. All we want is love and peace. I can't see no love and peace. I can't feel no love and peace, that love and peace and love and peace. I just want some love and peace. All we need is love and peace. All we want is love and peace, that love and peace and love and peace. I don't see no love and peace. All we want is love and peace. All we need is love and peace. My brother's struggling, losing blood all up on the streets. My sisters say that they looking for love that's brotherly. Grandmama say if you had the faith of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains, but I just want some love and peace. I saw Tamir and I felt like I lost my brother there. Went to the church and I felt like none of my brothers cared. Looked in the mirror and said the change, it will start with me. We gotta speak if we ever gon' see some love and peace. Love is patient, love is kind, and love sees all this, love ain't blind. My love, I hope you love in time, and that your loved ones love this rhyme. You say you loved us, that's all fine, but the conditions you require make your love not love at all. One love loves above them all, that's love that loves through death and life. Love that loves through darkest night, that loves you when you extra wrong, and then makes you look extra right. I'm trying to love you through your hate, throwing shade. Alright, cause all this light is extra bright Love and peace, love and peace All we need is love and peace All I want is love and peace But I can't see no love and peace The love and peace and love and peace All we need is love and peace All I want is love and peace I don't see no love and peace That love and peace and love and peace All we want is love and peace I can't feel no love and peace I can't see no love and peace That love and peace and love and peace All we want is love and peace I can't see no love and peace All we need is love and peace all we need is love and peace Baby, won't you come my way We need lady peace today People dying in the street Hatred, don't you come my way We just need some peace today New likes, all we care about is new likes Instagram got us on the new nights We need to run when we see them blue lights now Two sides now, everybody wants you to two sides now Get down or lie down It's black and it's white now They testing us right now Attacking us right now Activate all the activists right now They tell us to pipe down If it ain't about the race Well then what is it then? Cause all I'm hearing is division Like a dividend And yes I hear you That's the rudest people live in sin And yes I know that 
observance, difference with the witnesses. But you're not showing love or empathy to fellow men. And they all wonder what it is that makes us Christian men. Love and peace, love and peace. All we need is love and peace. All I want is love and peace. But I can't see no love and peace. The love and peace and love and peace. All we need is love and peace. All I want is love and peace. I don't see no love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace. All we want is love and peace. I can't feel no love and peace. I can't see no love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace. All we want is love and peace. I can't see no love and peace. All we need is love and peace. That was no big deal. That's the name of that artist, N-O-B-I-G-D-Y-L, with a track called Love and Peace. Some of my favorite Christian hip-hop artists out, no big deal. Um, hey, Brother Jay, while this song was playing, I actually have one more question I wanted to ask you. Some of the moderates kind of treat or act like the One West camps are irrelevant to the discussion. But, I mean, you were part of IUIC, which a couple of months ago, Nate Nathaniel publicly confirmed in an interview with Sam Kestema from the forward that it's up to about 5,000 members worldwide now. I mean, can you speak a little bit on that? Because they try to minimize, in my opinion, the impact of the One West camps, but I don't see it that way at all. They seem to be the movers and shakers of this thing. What do you think, Brother Jay? Yeah, can you repeat? repeat? I know that was a little lengthy. Oh, can you I got that? you. Yeah, I'm just saying it seems like the moderates try to downplay the role of the One West type camps and act like we shouldn't be really critiquing them because they act like they're a minority. But IUIC, which you were part of, is up to 5,000 members, and they seem very relevant to me. What's your opinion? Yeah, man. Um, I see that a lot as far as like the whole downplay, um, but – uh, the truth is this, majority, if not all, of those uh, brothers and sisters who uh, have bought into this doctrine have been influenced by the One West. Whether it be, um, you have some modern say, you know, I'm not part of camp, I'm not One West, but they hold to the 12 charts chart, which came from One West. You have some that are moderates who say, well, I'm not part of the camp, and I don't believe in that chart, but then they speak that, uh, whatever that name of that fake Hebrew is. Yeah. Um, or you have some that don't necessarily may not speak that little fake Hebrew, and they may not accept the chart. Because you'll have some moderates say, "Well, we don't really know. Uh, we can't really identify the tribes specifically." So they'll just say they're Israelites, but they won't proclaim a tribe or anything. And so, but their breakdowns on how they figure out they were Israelites come from that one West Deuteronomy 28 breakdown. So, uh, you know, so so what I've seen for speaking to many moderates and and doing one West and obviously being it myself is regardless of what faction they're in, whether they're in the extreme part or the less extreme part, they've all been affected or um, or um, have taken parts of the One West Doctrine and added it into the stuff. And they just they just do like the other camps, no different, where they, you know, you'll have camps like GOCC, which is part of the One West faction, but they rejected some of the doctrines that the original One West school teaching at one time. So, you know, um, and that's all the moderates do. They're more... I'll say they're more uh, – if we got to say who's closer to kind of being like a Christian, it will be the more moderate side. But they have their um, heretical teachings in there, and um, and they're more quiet and, in my opinion, a lot more dangerous uh, because at least with the One Westers, we know exactly what we're getting because they're on the streets making a fool of themselves and just openly spreading false doctrines. 
um, in false prophecies. But the monarchs are kind of like off in a hut. You don't really hear much of them. You'll see them. You'll see them online seeing some things, but they're not really just out there like the uh, one Westerners are. So when you're talking to them, um, they'll like to say, you know, we're not like them. But when you hear them talk or have a conversation like I've been doing lately on my channel, they share a whole lot of the same garbage. So um, yeah. they might try and to downplay it, but they, they definitely um, carry on that doctrine. Don't you wonder if we could do a, a poll, and it was an honest poll, of all people who call themselves Hebrew Israelites, where did you first hear about this or learn about this, or where did you get a lot of the information? I guarantee you a lot of them was watching some camp videos. You right. know? And, but yet they want to downplay it after they learn it from some camp and act like that's irrelevant. But, you know, these camps aren't irrelevant. Um, who's influencing Kendrick Lamar? IUYC, that's a One West camp. Who's influencing right. Kodak Black? The Light and Zion down in Florida, that's a One West camp. Who's influenced and who used to, you know, uh, promote uh, them at their events? Two members of Boys to Men, Sean Stockman and Wayne Morris. I see GJC, Philadelphia. That's a One West camp. You see, you just go down and you say, oh, you know, and I know for a fact we know of a uh, pro athlete who's involved behind the scenes heavily with GMS, a retired right. um, pro athlete. And so, you know, they try to, to go this way, but it's not the case. And when you start talking about IUIC having 5,000 members and growing, I mean, come on. I mean, how many moderate groups got mission trips over there in Ghana? I don't know of any, but I know IUIC is doing mission trips all the time. So, I mean, I just think that's that's something else. I mean, G-Con, you want to comment on that before we get into this uh, this final big review here? Uh, no, nah, go right ahead, man. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Litbomb.com. This is the big review, so we're going to review the review. And uh, you can find it just by the title at Litbomb.com. It's on the front page there. So I'll start off. Here we go. And you guys stop me whenever you want, okay? The right. Hebrew Israelite community at large continues to garner attention from the media, entertainment personalities, and of recent, a virtual group of so-called urban apologists on a mission. Vocab alone, a pastor out of Phoenix, Arizona, has aggressively taken Israelites to task on their doctrines, culture, and historical claims positioning himself as the lead in the above-mentioned urban apologist crusade-esque initiative. Malone, purportedly a semi-retired rapper and family man, prides himself on being heavily into comic books and superhero films. During his many anti-Hebrew Israelite talks, you can find his Comic-Con enthusiast swelling you can find this Comic-Con enthusiast swelling with joy when he finds occasion to mingle his fictional interests with his version of urban apologetics. <laughs> I got I got to stop right there. Okay, a couple things. You notice this uh this new uh, gimmicky refrain, crusade-esque initiative. The crusades, they're trying to compare the uh, people wow. coming against them on a doctrine level as crusades. I mean, come on. And what is this? Purportedly a semi-retired rapper? Yo, I was never that great. I was very mediocre or below average. I recognize that. I just enjoyed doing it. But it's not purported. I got videos of live performances all over the internet. It's easy to find. I don't know what these folks are talking about. You can still download my albums on, on iTunes if you if you wanted to do that. 
what are they talking about? I just I just don't get all this weird language. They they think they're being smart or something, but it's like, how, what are you what are you doing? I don't. So that's the beginning. I don't know if you guys want to comment on on that. Um, there. Yeah, the whole thing just the, the whole anonymous yeah. thing kind of threw me off. Um. Yeah, watch it's by contri- <laughs> it's by contributor. Obviously, there's someone in league with the person who did the Amazon review because remember that Amazon review also used this new language of uh, we're like crusaders of old. So obviously, it's you know it's in they're in collusion, but they don't want to say who they are. So come on, man. You know what? I, I'm gonna be real frank. I'm gonna tell you what it is. Because it's probably written by a female Hebrew Israelite, and I think they know that the way the males are, they probably just wanted to take their name off of it because they probably know there's so much chauvinism in their own community. Maybe that's why. I mean, that's I'm just saying. And by the way, it says right, a pastor I, I, out of I, Phoenix. I, I, Go I, ahead. That's partially, partially it, but I think for the oh. most part what it is is that um, is it, it's, it's some deceit behind it. Cause it's it's like women they smile in your face and they try to be like it's this uh uh uh, uh, uh you know they this intelligent smart person and I do I do definitely think it's a female you know I, I know it's a female actually and so you know uh but it's it's just a lot of deceit behind it man and um uh, it's it's ridiculous man so I think that's partial that's partially it what you're saying but I think that they wouldn't care anyways because. They've done so many things already probably out here, you know, as uh, this woman uh, feminist, so to speak, because a lot of uh, black Hebrew Israelite women are really women feminists on the slide. And they try to play it off like they, they're this, um, we're this uh, African uh, uh, community, I mean, we're, this, uh, we're African Americans, or we're these African Hebrew Israelites, or so to speak, and, but when you look at Africa itself and you look at the people on the continent, they don't act like how black American women actually act. You know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of weird. This is they more so submissive to their men rather than uh, over-talking them and then trying to, uh, you know, well, why are you questioning a man anyways? Who get, I mean, like, if you're a Hebrew Israelite, you, you, you know, you're a woman as a Hebrew Israelite, you shouldn't be questioning a man anyway. You need to sit down and go question your husband or whatever. And so it's kind of weird, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they don't even follow the, 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 you know, simple guidelines they say they're supposed to have. But I, I definitely do, I do think as a woman, I don't want to start no stuff, but uh, it is what it is, though. Well, the web <laughs> the website the website is ran by uh, uh, Amuna and Mayana. That's that's what who the website is ran by. So most likely, and it's funny the picture they chose to use wasn't a picture of the book. They didn't use any of my professional bio shots or anything like that. They used a screenshot from a Google chat where I'm holding a picture of a Martin Luther. Uh, Lego, like he, there's there's a Playmobil, um, that's that's a company that's kind of like Lego. That they made a, a Martin Luther character for the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, and they took a screenshot where I'm holding that in the camera. <laughs> Out of all the, obviously there's some kind of agenda. It's just funny. So let me continue with this review. In recent weeks, he has released his first book where he promulgates the term Hebrew Israelism. I didn't make that up, but I guess I am promulgating it. Uh, continue on. The work takes a brief look at the history of One West and splinter groups termed One Westers. The opening paragraph of the book perfectly illustrates the author's disposition as he struggles to separate fact from fiction. And so then now they quote the book here. 
1981, one year after Luke Skywalker discovered Darth Vader was his father, one year before Snake Eyes and Cobra Commander graced Toys R Us shelves. Um, so that's the quote they quote, and then they define it. Oddly, Malone begins his narrative by highlighting characters such as Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, who are central figures in the fictional Star Wars franchise. Cobra Commander, according to Wikipedia, was a fictional character from the G.I. Joe Real American Hero toy line, comic books, and cartoon series. He is the supreme leader of the terrorist organization Cobra and is the principal antagonist and arch enemy of the Joes. I mean, let me just stop. What? How is this a review? Explain to people who Cobra Commander is because he's mentioned once in this book in the very beginning. It's just, it's just insane. Um, let me c- continue on here. Perhaps this first-time author wasn't aware of how much imagery can play a role in turning on or off the reader, framed with cartoon characters and sci-fi legends, the inspiration for the title was finally revealed. <laughs> finally revealed. It's, it's, oh, it's just so funny. Okay, let me continue on. In 2016, Netflix released Barry, a film chronicling young Obama's search to find where he fits in this world, end quote. When, now, those are the only two quotes, by the way, that I um, can find uh, that, that where they quote the book. This is when they quote me talking in the very intro. I don't see any other quotes of the book, unless I'm wrong, in the whole review. <clears throat> so those are the only two quotes yeah, in the book. One thing. Yeah, I definitely believe you guys, uh, specifically G-Con, when he said this, that's a woman writing this. So I believe it, man. So here's what it says. When questioned about the choice of his book title, Barack Obama versus the Black Hebrew Israelites, the author responded, quote, so this is not from the book. This is me when I'm being interviewed on um, a debate talk for you. Quote, it's rather extensive what I am outsourcing. The main thing I am outsourcing for people to go check out further is not the Netflix movie. I say that's a launching pad. What it is is a catchy title that works to shed light on a mysterious issue for most people. That's all. Because they kept on coming up with this thing that if someone looked at the title, um, they they might they might not understand that this is a, a reference to a Netflix movie. And I'm saying that uh, the title is a catchy title based upon this Netflix encounter. But in the book, I'm actually giving a lot of sources. That's what I'm saying by that. So continuing to the review, catchy title, launching pad, question mark. During the same Debate Talk for You interview, co-host Mayana Johnson asserted that the use of a fictional movie scene as a launching pad for the book was a bit, quote, gimmicky and suggested that the author was not taking responsibility for misleading his audience with his appeal to emotion. Interestingly, enough wow. in a study – yeah, I mean they're saying um, – what they mean by appeal to emotion is because they're saying that since uh, we know that black folks hold Obama near and dear by mentioning him in the title, it's an appeal to emotion. That's what they're saying. But it's like, <clears throat> how low of opinion do you have of the average person if you think they're just going to be thrown off by the book title? They see the book title, now what, they hate Hebrews the lights? I mean, come on. I, I just, It's just insane. Right. And, and, <laughs> and these camps and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure the person writing this is from the moderate end. Um, and not necessarily one West faction. I, I, you know, I could be surprised, but um, I definitely think it's more from the moderate end. Um, yeah. But if it is, um, they should take a look over there and see what their brethren um, are doing, because that's exactly what they do when they make these extreme titles uh, for their camp videos and all this kind of stuff. Um, 
they're doing the same exact thing and they and they purposely name it the way they do just to get just the real people in to watch the videos. And I know because I used to be on a video team in the camp. So um, they purposely name those videos, those extreme titles, just so people will click on them. Uh, that's just a marketing strategy. Right. The um, It's a common thing uh, within publishing to have the book title be something that is supposed to stick in your mind. And then really often where you explain what the book is about frequently is in the subtitle of the book. That this is a it's a very, very common thing. And that's exactly what happens in my book. Uh, there's the title, but here's the subtitle. It's so on the nose, and the the subtitle is on the front cover of the book. Here's the subtitle. I'm quoting from the book. Introduction to the history and beliefs of one West Hebrew Israelism. There it is. But nonetheless, continuing on with the review, it says this. Um <clears throat> Suggested the author was interestingly enough in a study companion video composed by the author to give more understanding about why he chooses to use Barack Obama's name in his book. He states he was quote mesmerized by the scene, which became the quote inspiration for the title of his book. Shortly after playing the clip, the author asks the question quote, did this encounter happen? He answered his own question by stating quote, no one knows for sure yet end quote. In light of knowing that the scene is slash was not necessarily correct, the author proceeded in his video to explain his earlier statement with wild claims, hypothesizing away the scene to make it plausible. So what they're talking about there is in the companion video. So this is old news because I already said uh, we don't know if this encounter happened or not. Uh, I mean, this is like old news. I, I'm the one who said it. Um, but what I do is I show a little map of where Obama's um, apartment was when he was at Columbia. And then I show where Columbia was, the school, and I show where Sylvia's restaurant is, the place where he was uh, supposed to be going in Harlem. I show those three things, and I show um, where the original One West Hebrew Israelite school was. I show all those things on a little map in this video and show how um, uh, he, he could have easily crossed through their past uh, frequently, often, several times, just even if he was just walking in this, this little radius. That's, that's what she's talking about where she's saying – so hypothesizing a way to make the scene plausible. I mean, um, I was just explaining like, well, it, it could happen because here's where they live. That's all I was saying. But the book's not about that. It's just using that scene as a launching pad. Now, here's where they, uh, here's where it says this. So did he choose the title or did the title choose him? And then they quote me again saying this. Now, the second I saw it, the movie scene, when I saw it in the film, I said, that's the title for the book. It was just too perfect. You know, it was a way to take something familiar the president of the United States and make it a window to help more people understand the unfamiliar. I understood I choose something controversial. You can say it wasn't accidental. I think it was a good creative choice. So there I'm like saying, uh, I know it's going to be controversial, but I think it's a good creative choice for it because, uh, well, it's obviously got them talking, you know? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying there. But again, this is not a review of the book. This is not a review of the book. <clears throat> so, Continuing on with the review, the author's quote lays a foundation for his hypocritical reasoning. Vocab Malone intentionally uses a fictionalized scene because in his estimation, it was the perfect hook title to market his book. How does this relate to the author and One West? So that's the question they're posing. Recently in a video discussing the history of One West leadership, 
vocab alone, and a well-informed man who goes by the name Abu reviewed documentary clips that they sourced from Hebrew-Israelite historiographer Dizel Louis, the topic addressed the modern claims made by One West camps. In the video clip shown by the two urban apologists, non-One West Israelite elder Chief of Chief Naftali confessed that according to his recollection, those who were alive in the time of Abba Bivens knew that the now infamous 12 tribes chart was just a tool or rather, quote, the hook used to get the intended audience. After hooking the prospective adherent, the elder Abba Bivens was to have said, quote, then we wire them up to the truth, end quote. Chief of Chief Naftali went on to say that the later generations may not have been aware of the true intent of, quote, the hook and later began to teach it, the chart, as truth. So <clears throat> there they're referring a video I did with Abu where we get these old-timers who are not one Westers, but these are men who knew Abba Bivens personally, and they say that they um, didn't believe in Lashawan Kodash that he invented or the 12 tribes chart. And by the way, both those things were kind of news to us because one Westers has all, have always told us that Ariyah came up with both of those things. But here they're saying Abba Bivens was the inventor of them, and then he describes them as, as, as – especially the chart – as the hook to get people in, and then later on they wire them up to the truth. And then the old-timer in the video, uh, the man Nafali says – well, when I say old-timer, I'm not referring to his age. I'm, I'm referring to well, – he's, he's an older man. I'm referring to an, in the sense of someone who's been a Hebrew Israelite for a long time, that he, that, he, that he knew Abba Bivens personally. And Abba Bivens is said to have been active all the way back during World War I days. So anyways, that's what I mean by that. But just so it doesn't seem offensive, I won't call him that anymore because I realize people could take that the wrong way. I've heard other people use that. Anyways, so back to this. The point is the 12 tribe chart is known to be by Abba Bivens, something that's not true. And what they're trying to say is my book is just like that. That's what they're trying to say, that I'm just like a Abba Bivens or a One Wester in that. And so continuing on with the review, it says… Malone found this confession noteworthy, taking the opportunity to condemn this, quote, gimmicky hustle and deceptive marketing ploy. The former pastor of Roosevelt Community Church went on to admonish his Christian listeners with these haunting words of caution. Everyone just stop and process that. This speaks volumes to issues of integrity and actually how you understand truth, end quote. In light of what we have reviewed in this article, hopefully, it's becoming clear to the reader that Malone and One West founders share common evangelical strategies. Both are keen on using the hook to draw people to the core of their truths. Closing words from the author, quote, There is a little morality tale in there for Christians. We must make sure we are not utilizing things we know are not exactly right or precise just so that someone would get saved. I'm just making sure we hold the mirror up to ourselves. Uh, end quote, vocab Malone. Oh, Oh, look, they've um, edited some of it. Okay, so I left a, uh, a comment on here, which it's uh, on the review earlier, and uh, it didn't get clear. It said my comment is awaiting moderation, but originally there was a misquote of me that they misused in the article, and um, apparently they're not going to clear the quote, meaning you won't be able to see the comment in the bottom of the, of the blog, but – they did edit it because I didn't read the, the misquote they did take out. So that's nice. And it says it. It says this article has been updated to correct an inaccuracy in the earlier edition, 12-25-2015. So that's good. There's been one thing that, that, they, uh, that they fixed. But that's the uh, entirety of the Lip Balm review. So I'd love to hear you guys' feedback. Yeah, man. Um, well, me personally, 
listen to that. Just like how you said, that wasn't really a review of a book. It was more like a review about you and <laughs> and uh, your thought process behind things, but not really the content that was in the book. Um, thing. The other thing um, is, uh, for example, I mean, and, and when it got to that part about uh, the history with the uh, Arbor business and the and, and the brothers that knew him personally, and the whole uh, chart being used as a hook, and it's not really true like we know it is not. Um, sadly, man, a lot of people they can hear that man, and then they would just think in their minds these guys went off, and then they'd continue on with that chart. And um, a lot of people they taking that chart just like the guy said, you know, the later generations not knowing about the history have taken the chart and started to teach it as if it as if, as truth. And so they go and search for all these like these weird books and all this kind of stuff and any little thing um, that got like a a black Hispanic Native American and then maybe some kind of word they would say that would be Hebrew and then they'd be like, how do you know Hebrew? Because it was Israelite. You know, um, I had one guy say. Uh, the word Mexican, you know, uh, which is true if you trace it back, is uh, is a Hebrew word. Uh, I believe it's a Mashiach or, or Messiah, something like that. That's what they say. Um, see, that proves that the Mexicans are Israelites, you know. And they they just kind of stop there once they see <laughs> and they try to go beyond leaps and bounds to prove this chart that has been made up from the beginning just to use, be used as a hook to reel them in. Um, they go and find these little things to try to solidify what it is they bought into. Uh, instead of tracing the information um, that they're finding and finding out, you know, for example, you know, the Mexicans, you know, um, you know, it was a Christian evangelist that was te- that had taught them Christianity, um, and um, and then you had at the end of the Ottoman Empire when that when that, that empire came down, um, you had a lot of Jews that um, you know left that area and, and they were influenced by these people. So um, instead of you know doing the actual historical research, they look for these little things that doesn't really these people are Israelites that they're trying to say Israelites, they just say things or show things like, oh, look, there's a rock there that uh, got some Hebrew writing on it. So see, that means they're Israelites, you know. Um, all these little things, and that's kind of what's happening, man. They bought into this doctrine and um, and the history and all this kind of stuff, people who've been around these guys before they, a lot of them was even born, are telling them what the case is, and instead of, um, you know, harks to the words of these, these elder men, um, they're going about to um, try to solidify this doctrine they bought into, and um, and it shows in like these kind of reviews, um, like the one on Amazon as well, where clearly you can tell the people who bought into this this doctrine by the review that you read, and so um, it's a it's a high you know defense mechanism that they have obviously with anybody who's bought into a cult uh, doctrine and and have a cult mindset, the first person that comes against that you immediately buck up against it, and when we get it. And um, and we understand that's why you guys do it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we continue doing what we're doing. You know, Lord's will to be an even more in-depth book, uh, maybe even going over the actual breakdowns and all that kind of stuff um, and the ways that they misuse the scriptures. And uh, who knows what's coming in the future. But um, Lord's will, this type of stuff continue to happen, and more and more brothers, um, you know, continue to combat this. And as brothers and sisters come out of the movement, you know, the Lord, whoever he puts bonus on to go back and deal with it, uh, you know, be effective as possible spreading the gospel. And uh, one of my last things I wanted to come on something that was said a little bit earlier, um, if I can remember, it slipped my mind just now, but it was um, in the lines of, uh, oh gosh, man, it slipped my mind. Um, it was in the lines of, man, I'm going to have to come, I'm going to have to jump back in when it comes back to my mind. It was very important. Um, but that's why I see, man, like this view. It wasn't a review of the book at all. Um, it was kind of like, oh, 
we don't really feel like reading this book, so we're just going to look at the title page and read, like, maybe the first page <laughs> or two, pick a couple of quotes out of that and write an entire, you know, biased review. Um, so that's basically what that was like, man. Econ, uh, you got some comments you want to make? Yeah, man. Uh, I think the whole thing is just really deceitful, man. Um, you know, first of all, like, I think that, you know, the anonymous thing is just really deceitful. Um, man, it was just really deceitful. And it's like you almost know who actually who it is, but it's just the whole thing is just really deceitful and dishonesty. Um, I think it is a, a way to, um, like I say, it's, it's, it's more so attack on the person. Uh, they said that you used uh, something to fish people in or draw people in, but they kind of like did the same thing when they put the Martin Luther thing up and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we know what they basically was trying to insinuate. We've seen some of the attacks that was in the, um, the on debate, debate talk for you. We've seen some of those attacks, those personal attacks. And so there's definitely agenda, but there's also definitely agenda, you know, that's on this side just as well, you know, but I think that, you know, our agenda is more so pure, because we see what's really going on. And so uh, I think just overall, man, just listening to it, it was just like, you know, it's it's, it's deceitfulness behind it, man. It's, it's witchcraft. It's rebellion behind it, man. And um, sorcery <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, man, it's definitely there. And it's more so about uh, it's, it's it's really emotional, man. Whoever wrote it, they, they're very emotional. They're not walking in the spirit. They're walking in the flesh. Um, they're not standing for what they will say to Tor or Tanakh or, you know, the New Testament, and, you know, it stands for because, you know, or what Israel will stand for. So, man, I, I just was just, I'm just looking at it, man, just like, you know, how can you attack something that's exposing something that's causing a a, a lot of uh, destruction within these streets? You know, how can you attack it? And, and, and then you say, well, what, basically this is what it's saying. You know, if anybody's going to be checking our brothers or something they're saying, that it's going to be us because they say culturally or black history or culture or something like that. Anybody's going to be checking our brothers, it's going to be us that's checking our brothers, not an outsider, but at the same time, you're not even checking your brothers. So, you know, it's it's, it's a hypocrisy that's in it, man, a lot of hypocrisy and um. I'm just going to keep it honest with you, man. You know, um, as I stated before, man, uh, I think that for the most part it's it's really destroying uh, the black community more so of anything, you know what I'm saying, of those who they send are black Hebrew Israelites in the first place because everybody to them that got off the slave ship is a a Hebrew Israelite. And so it's really destroying them and it's not really helping them because it got them, it, it, it has them in a fleshly, looking at a, uh, putting confidence in the flesh rather than, you know, uh, the spirit man and uh, knowing people by the spirit rather than by the flesh. And so, man, it's very, it's a destructive doctrine and, and it's covered up by the mass of, uh, mask of uh, religion, you know, and they say it's a culture, but man, this is pure, uh, you know, foolishness and wicked religion, basically. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, you know, because we practice religion just as well as being Christians. 
you know, but not in the sense to where it's um in this manner, you know. So I, that's what I think it is, man. It's just a, a deceit, you know. And I, and I got other stuff to say behind it, but I would rather keep it at that because I, I, I myself, you know, hate to get upset about it and get in the flesh about it. But I just want to say I hate when, especially uh, within the black community, you know, when um, we succumb to the very evils of the world and we try to overcome or combat the evils of the world with using the very devices, you know, that the world uses to combat each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's really silly, man. And uh, like we'll say, well, um, we'll get mad because uh, – and, we, and we're supposed to get upset when we see that, you know, uh, how, you know, you're a black individual and I'm black and we see that some blacks are getting treated unfairly because of their skin color. You're supposed to be upset about that, but there's a way to respond spiritually to that. And I think that these guys are not responding spiritually at all, but responding in the flesh and not really looking at the big uh, picture behind what we're trying to do. And so when we stand behind the book or when we stand behind vocab, we're called these coons. But I, like I said, I was talking to this brother almost every day. I talk to vocab almost every day, if not. And I've never got what they, what you guys are trying to insinuate or what you guys are trying to uh, uh, picture him as being. You know, um, and it's kind of weird that you guys have got that. And uh, I've been in these streets for years, you know what I'm saying? It came up out of these streets, and uh, I've been around many of people and never got what you guys are trying to depict of this man. And so uh, if you guys are looking through the eyes of the One West, you know, what they depicting of him, and then you encounter with him or you have, a, uh, you know, uh, some interaction with him, then uh, I think that uh, you guys are, are doing a poor job at really uh, – the discerning what's really going on here and um you guys are kicking against something that you might break your foot on what you're kicking at so you might want to stop doing it well we know there's going to be uh, more criticisms of not just this book but anything that is done that is contrary to their doctrine and practice or their claims so when you know when people it just depends how much attention it gets how much they'll respond you know if you make a video you know there they're going to be and uh, so if somebody writes a blog article, if somebody writes a book, it's going to be. So it's this is just an example of it. And so, you know, we're ready for that, and we're okay with that. We understand that. We don't have to name call everybody who uh, disagrees with us and this and that. Um, I mean, but this is kind of how criticism is handled. So because uh, the book uh, has legitimate criticism of of lots of aspects of these camps. But then you still got someone like Divine Prospect. Uh, the other day, he wrote in a Facebook comment, oh, I read your Cointel Pro piece. <laughs> That's what he called it. He, he, he said, oh, I mean book. Like, like, it's, like seriously, he's going to really say it's a Cointel Pro piece. I mean, it's just so insane. But Brother Jay, you and IUIC, yeah. how would you describe the way they handled criticism from outsiders? What's what do you see as the impulse within, say, IUIC? Because I'm curious how it relates to some of these non-One Westers. You know, how do they, how do they handle criticism, even if it's like, say, legitimate criticism? Maybe not even just from outsiders. Maybe even from quote insiders. How do they handle it? Right. Um, so, you know, as most people know, if they examine the camps and stuff like that, you know, um, IUIC is one of the more polished uh, camps, more uh, organized um, camps, and they pride themselves on that you know, very highly. 
um, you know, they have a thing where it's, you know, image is everything. So, you know, they're very concerned about the way they look or is perceived. Um, so when you have, like, this criticism and stuff like that happen, um, you'll notice they won't do many response videos if they do. Um, and I'll just give a quick example. Like, uh, you know, you had a, uh, maybe a month and a half ago, um, you know, the brothers and I um, on SOG and stuff we did, um, I think maybe either one or two-part uh, live stream concerning uh, Joe, right, and whether or not he was an Israelite or Edomite or whatever the case is. And um, you had a lot of other guys um, around the same time talking about the same thing. And um, obviously, you know, that goes against the IUIC doctrine and majority of the One West doctrines. And so, um, and so the, way they, the way they go about it is uh, where these other groups have specifically called them by name, hey, Nathaniel, or hey, you know, IUIC, y'all teach, blah, 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 blah. And here's how y'all butcher the scriptures. And, and then, you know, you deal with them directly um, as close as possible because it's very hard to get them into a discussion. But um, if they do a response, um, you won't really know if they're responding to you, per se, uh, or maybe there was somebody else uh, that was saying kind of the same thing. They might be responding to them. But if you're about the topic, they'll never mention your name. They're kind of speaking in terms of like a, oh, they, ha-ha, you know, they'll kind of laugh like that, but they'll never address you directly. Um, they have a policy, like when they go to camp, you see a lot of the camps kind of unorganized. They kind of just say whatever they want, you know when you look at the GMSs of the world, and um, IUSC, they actually have a structure on how they go outside. When they go in the streets, there's certain things they don't talk about. Um, they, uh, they only set up certain guys to, to actually teach out in the street. Um, it's, it's very regiment on um, what they're going to talk about. If somebody comes up and asks them a certain question, um, if it's something that they don't want to talk about out in the streets, like if somebody came up and asked them about their whole reincarnation doctrine and Jesus being Solomon come back, um, then you'll notice in the videos if someone asks that, you'll see one of the higher ups come around and re- and m- remove the the teacher if he's like a lower level guy, move him out the way, and he'll direct, he'll deal with the uh, the person asking the question, but he'll divert the conversation. So they're very um, structured and um, uh, I guess I'll say calculated in terms of um, their devi- their divisive tactics, um, their diversion tactics. I mean. Um, and so they don't really um, – you see them do debates here and there, but the, the people they want to debate um, are – they always want to debate someone who's ignorant of what it is that they teach. Um, and we dealt with this recently, me and the brothers. Uh, a specific elder um, used to be part of IUIC, now I got his own camp, uh, where he agreed at first to do a debate, but he found out basically, you know, I was, I was involved. The other brother was never in a camp, but I was involved. And if it's somebody that was actually in the school um, and, and knew of the doctrine, they avoid having – I'm talking about the One West leadership guys, because you have these little strag along, you know, individualized, like they would call them, who's not really part of a camp, who would, you know, come on the platforms. But these higher-up guys, that's the more influential ones, they're kind of in their la-la land waiting on Joe Olstein to call them um, and different stuff like that, people who are never going to call them to debate. Um, but they're waiting on those type of people, and so that's why you hear them say things like, oh, these Christians uh, don't want to deal with us. You know, we, we want any Christian to come, and then when we call them, you know, they just deny the debate. But they're very um, calculated, uh, very structured, tight-knit. Um, they handle a lot of stuff behind the doors. Um, and so um, it's very hard to um, – uh, how shall I say? It, it's very hard for somebody on the outside who's, never, who's not in the school and stuff and experienced it to know exactly how they deal with things. Um, because of the way that they deal with things. A lot of times they're brushing under the rug. A lot of times they just won't talk about it. 
um, sometimes they might address it like a year later after like the bishop has, I guess, come up with a breakdown for it um, to combat. Um, so it's very hard to say specifically in IUIC. Um, it's easier with these other camps like ISUPK, GMS, that's kind of more out there and just kind of just lead, you know, when you see them, it is what you get. Um, versus IUIC where it's kind of like two-faced it. They are one way and then they're another way. Um, so I guess that's the best way I can put it in words, man, um, in terms of how they deal with criticism. When they do address it, you don't n- really know who they're addressing. They kind of leave it as an anonymous person that they're responding to um, versus kind of head on, hey, we responded to this guy. My bad. I was muted. My bad. Um, I muted right, myself. <laughs> I muted myself. Sorry for the delay. But yeah, they'll talk about their on mission, so they don't respond or stuff like that. Uh, hey, yo, G-Con, you got some closing words to end out this reviewing reviews? Shield Squad Radio. Yeah, man. Uh, man, I just want to say, man. Uh, I hope we, you know, learn from this, man, and we begin to do better, man, as the people, man. Um, I think that uh, if we say that we are believers, we shall all have like mind, as Christ would have wanted us to have like mind, which is his mind. And I don't think that as long as we what, – what separates us is people is, – is the culture and not taking on the culture of Christ. So I think that most people say, well, we have to get back to our culture. We have to get back to, you know, what um, – what, um, what we what our ancestors dealt with, and that's whether it's a conscious community or whether you think you're Israel, Hebrew Israelite or whatever the case may be, or if you are one. But I think Christ asked us to do something. He asked us to do something that is kind of hard to do, you know, and, and that's to take on Christ, to put on Christ, and to put on the Christ culture. And, um, you know, that's something that we don't want to do. And I, I think that even... Jacob acknowledged some certain things when he says, hey, take off your gods and these earrings and these different things unless we're going before the God of Israel. And so he's asking you to give something up, you know, that we may gain something. I'm pretty sure that we've seen a lot of the people that's in the biblical text actually have to do that, you know, and um, and I think that's very important, you know, that, that God is a spirit and they that worship God worship in his, worship him in spirit and truth. And so that's my main thing, man, is that it's not about what color you are or, you know, what culture you are, you know. And um, it's really about, you know, um, the spirit, man. Are you walking with Christ? It's your spirit with his spirit because it says that in the end, that, you know, once Christ has delivered up the kingdom and has made his enemies subject unto him that he himself becomes subject unto God and it says that God may be all in all so God wants to you know uh, be in harmony with all creation you know and and he doesn't want a rebellious creation so I think that we all just need to line up man and get together man I just want to say peace and blessings for those that listened in and uh, hopefully man that you know, these uh, brothers and sisters, man, out here can really get it together, man. No doubt. Hey, uh, hey we, hey, we had a caller, uh, caller 718. If you call back, I'll get you on. They came on, and right when G-Con was uh, going, I saw them, and they had pressed 1, but then they dropped out right after that. 718, if you're still listening, if you call back, hit 1 again. I could We could get you in here. 
at the end because uh, I saw you right then. I was going to get you after he was done talking. But, yeah, go ahead, Brother Jay. No problem. I, it, when, uh, I'm glad uh, the brother said what he said just now because it reminded me of that uh, the thing that slipped my mind earlier. Um, Good. When you was reading the review and um, the person mentioned about the title of the book and how it could, you know, it would throw people off and all these different things, and, um, and, and I believe it was another review that talked about how they think the book or the title, at least, or whatever the case is, wouldn't um, wasn't really good for Christians um, in terms of defending their faith, and so um, and it would I guess hinder somehow uh, um, and lead them subjected to be bedowed. Um, you know, I put that kind of in my own words, but you guys, you know, heard the review earlier. And uh, the thing that came to mind when when you read that was um, to explain to the brothers and sisters. Um, number one is. You yourself have to know the doctrine that Christ left. You yourself have to know the doctrine that Christ left by the hands of his apostles, who then was commanded to go and teach and make disciples out of all nations, teaching them everything that Christ taught them and to teach us. So the first duty is to first to study the word of God, learn the things, the doctrine, um, the gospel um, that Christ left behind by the by the mouths of his uh, apostles and the writings that we have. And then from there, you know, you knowing that and being, and being rooted in faith will be the protection that you need from any heretical doctrine. So when it comes to black Hebrew Israelites and stuff like that, when they speak, because you know the gospel and you keep Christ's things, therefore you have his spirit and therefore the spirit is dwelling within you. That is the protection that you need. So, you know, seeing a book or encountering a black Jewish like when they speak, you'll know right away that it's heretical. Why? Because you're rooted in faith and you know the doctrine of Christ and you know the gospel. So that's the that's the protection that you need um, from any heretical doctrine. When it comes to you know the black Hebrew lights and anything like that, um, all the little kind of cheap shots, brothers, uh, the brothers and sisters trying to take at the book, but. Just as, you know, the Brother Bullcap said, even in the book and when he does his interviews, this was just an introduction. This was just an introduction. And, you know, down to the costumes and stuff like that, it, they are a spectacle, the way these brothers be dressing. And, um, and it is funny um, at times. Well, most of the time it's funny. Um, and so him mentioning that and then, you know, you've seen the other different humors or whatever the case is maybe in the book or references to cartoon characters and things. Like that, you know, you guys should probably go to Vocab's website and watch uh, a couple of live streams ago, uh, one that I was on when we was going over a GMS member's website, and mm-hmm. maybe you'll see that. Um, you know, right. they're highly cartoon references to their doctrine um, and how gory it is, you know, bloodshed all over the place. And, you know, you guys look at that, that live stream, man, and you'll see that. But for the Christian, the protection that you need is to simply know the gospel, be rooted in faith, and, and through faith, have the spirit of God dwelling in you. That way, any heretical teaching that comes, you'll have your defense because you know the truth. And so, um, you know, that's why I wanted to mention to the brothers and sisters um, concerning that. So, you know, start with that first. And that's, that's, that's the foundation that you need so that when the wind and the rain and storms come to beat against the house, like Christ said, um, you won't fall. Your house won't fall because you built it on a solid foundation versus on sand, like this black Israelite doctrine. So... Um, I just wanted to let the brothers and sisters know, you know, start there and engulf yourself in the doctrine of the apostles that they left by the mouth of Christ, um, and then you'll be all right. 
No doubt it's a good word, man. Check it out. There's only three minutes left on the live stream aspect of this. So make sure you're listening on the phone right now. Get in on the phone. We've got uh, folks listening, uh, but I think we got some slots for a few more. So call in 917-889-2233. If you're listening some other way, it's going to end. You got to be on the phone line, 917-889-2233. And we'll take one more caller before I play a final song here. 718 caller, I'm glad you called back. You were live on the air. Shield Squad Radio, how's it going? I'm doing well. This is Mayana Hasso for Red. How's it How going, Mayana? Not bad, right. not bad. Unfortunately, I just got um, the notification of his studying something else. Um, so it looks like you have been going over the reviews, and I heard uh, maybe the last 20 minutes of it and then your invitation to call back. So that was pretty cool. Um, I did hear some critique about the fact that we asked you about the title of the book. I think even you had some criticism about that. Um, regarding that, the title is the premise. The title sets the tone, and so the title was important to interrogate. I don't know because I wasn't able to hear which reviews um, you went over. Did you go over mine? I read all the ones from Amazon that are presently there. Okay, mine so, is the one that has my name. Right, okay. Uh, Hasoferet. Yes, I read that one. What was that? So I, because I missed it. What was the overall critique of that? Then I can answer um, that. Um, let me go through it again and bring it up here. Mm-hmm. So, oh, by the way, Brother Jay's on the line, and so is... Um, Greetings. So is LeBron. I can Greetings. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Uh, one thing was this right here. This book is only for the Christian determined to resurrect the bloody crusades of old. Correct. Yeah, so that I, I described that, I believe, earlier as over-the-top and melodramatic. You would, and? Well, uh, well uh, let's justify this. Um, what about anything in the book uh, makes it warranted for you to say that it's going to resurrect bloody crusades. Well, as I explained to you when I spoke to you before, that it is uh, a text that is highly emotive and that de- and deliberately so, and that it um, necessarily confuses as you continue to read the critique of the book, that it, it, it routinely confuses important aspects that would ordinarily differentiate between uh, members of the community. And because you are so content to broad brush the entire community, even even including women on your hit list, then yes, I would okay, have to say... Okay, so why did you just call it a hit list? Why wouldn't I? What, what, what would you consider okay, the characteristics let's, let's, of a... Uh, let's do some let's, definitions. Let's parse through what it. Let's parse through. Okay, let's parse through it. What would be the characteristics of a hit list? I'm, I'm asking you. I didn't use the term. I didn't use hit list. Well, I'm, you're the one that has a confusion about it. Are you unfamiliar no, no. with the term or completely? Well, why can't you answer a question? I don't have a confusion about well, because, it. I'm asking okay, you to well, justify okay. your claim. How I'm do you not, define okay. Here's 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 this is This is what I'm talking about. You have this overwhelming sense of entitlement. I'm, if we're going to have a conversation, then let's meet at a place, okay? So you're asking me a question, and I'm saying to you, I'm not clear on what you're not clear about, so you have to bring me just to a place. Just please define it. Please just define it. That's all okay. I'm asking you to do. Okay, then calm down. 
ahead list is a list of targets that is um intended that's intended for people to hit so for example you make a list of people and it's not even properly categorized and you put them in this book and you put them under this caption first of all you spent most of the book necessarily framing um this community as as someone that has to be encountered and that has to be um, dealt with. And so then you give them a list of people to what? What, what is the point of the list? To what? For them just to put it in oh, their mental Rolodex? For them to just put them the, in their mental yes, Rolodex? Just, or are just, we are, – is your – okay, is your expectation you that question. people will – well, can I yes. ask my question? Let me. Can I complete my thought, and then you can address? I just want to complete my thought. Is that okay? Well, yes, the question. So I was going to answer the question. Okay. Well, I wasn't done with my question. <laughs> allow me to allow me to elaborate. So, what was your intention? Firstly, the book has the intention of encountering the Israelites. Then you give them a list of people to encounter. So, what would you call that? So, um, a hit list implies <sighs> violence against the person. That's actually what a hit list is. It's targets that you're going to enact violence upon. And the irony of the whole situation is the people who are promoting the violence are the camps, not Christians encountering them. You don't find videos of Christians punching out Hebrew Israelites on the street corner. You do find videos of Hebrew Israelites punching out interlocutors or encouraging people to do that. So the and, and you don't you don't hear a Christian saying, One day I'm gonna rule you as my slave and I can't wait for that moment and I'm going to have free reign of you and do this and that. But you asked what the purpose was from page 20. Here's what it says. As you hopefully understand by now, there are many religious groups who in some way identify as Hebrew Israelite. The most visible by way of street corners and YouTube videos are the main subject of this book. Below is a brief list. Some of the Hebrew Israelite groups, which can be classified as one Westers, are listed on the next page. And then before I gave the list, it says note. Both of the following charts are partial and incomplete listings. I add camps and details as I discover them for an online and updated list visit and give a website. And the next page says this. Note, the groups listed below follow Hebrew Israelism in a variety of manners. They are Hebrew Israelites in some way, but they are not ideological descendants of one West. Now justify the statement that in some way this is encouraging violence against anyone on this list. You were the one that necessarily um, implied violence. What I said was that you it said was hit list. A, correct. I did say hit list, and I'm not. What do you do with people on a hit list? You kill them, or you or you enact violence against them. So you use the loaded language. Now, don't be embarrassed by it. I'm Justify not embarrassed it. by it. What I'm not going to do is allow your definition. I know that you're from a mindset that you get to control definitions, no, but I, I don't accept definition. that. Incorrect. I'm sorry, I, I did, did I did I I use I I implied violence? I don't think oh, that you I said did. hit. Uh Correct. When you said, I said hitless. Hit, what do you mean by hit? Do we have a different definition of hit? Yes, as well? it sounds like we do. For example, can you hit the clubs? Uh so that's what can that's you what hit you mean a, by hit Can list? you hit the clubs? Yes or no? Is that what you mean by hit list? Um, what what happened to what happened to answer my question? Can you hit the clubs? Yes or no? Uh, this yes is ridiculous. No? Nope. I here, get here. that you find it ridiculous. Okay. Can I get a yes let's or no? Can let's I get a yes or no? No, no, no. Let's do where you answer my question like I answered yours. Okay. Um, okay. Saying hit the clubs and hit list are not uh-huh. the so same that thing. A yes? anyway. No, no, no. So it's uh, so we're saying yes. You can hit the clubs. Yes. That's a yes. People, 
People say, hey, are you okay with the yes or no? Or do you have to put everything through your listen, own lens? Listen, 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 I'm, I'm willing to engage you, but you okay. are accusing somebody of, 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 of encouraging violence against somebody. And I, I'm not just okay with that. So I'm calling you on well, the carpet. No, no. You, no, no, what you're doing is that you're trying to, you're trying to control the narrative, which okay. and you're frustrated because I won't let you. And I get that. But that's, here's that's the incorrect. Thing. I, I, no, maybe that is incorrect. That's what's happening. And hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so, here's, what, here's, here's what we're going to do. Here, no, no, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a second and see if she'd like to come back on uh, in, a, in, a, in a more interactive manner where she justifies what she's saying. But do you guys think I'm out of line to ask her to justify her use of words like bloody uh, crusades and hit list? No, not at all. Um, and, you know, I I was hoping to have her possibly uh, interact with her. But, I mean, the, the whole hit thing, just like how you pointed out, um, you know, for a question to be, can you hit the club? Well, first of all, that's a slang term that most black people use. Um, it's not a nationally used phrase. Um, and then and two, that just means, yo, we about to go there. We about to go to the club. That's basically, the, you know, we got to hit the club up. Playing that you're basically saying, yo, we about to go to the club. To say that and then try to use that in the same conversation as trying to possibly compare it to Hitler is two different <laughs> things. All right? It's unbelievable. Um, so I looked up the definition of Hitler. Things. The first definition and that comes the, up is this. A list of people to be killed for criminal or political reasons. That's the very first definition that comes up. When you Google it, nothing about whatever is trying to be said. So I'm just asking a person to justify this. And it's not about all these other things she's bringing in. So I would, I'd like to have a conversation about that because that's strong language and a person should be able to justify the use of strong language. Hey, unmute okay. me so I can do that. All right. Are you done good. talking about me? Can I speak now? Yes, but I, we, we're going to okay, have to have Okay, then let me, let me respond because right. you guys have to talk to each other without me. Okay, so this is the thing. Whomever was speaking and talked about, um, so whom, I'm sorry? Brother Jay. Brother Jay. Brother yeah, Jay. Okay, so Brother Jay made the statement that um, one could hit the club, and all that means is that you plan to go there, which is what I meant by it because, and I'll tell you why, and I understand the, the language you wanted to have because you're very emotive, but here's the thing. If you make a listen, list, I'm gonna allow you to me stop. to finish. No, no, if you go no, no, ahead, no I'm, I'm not going to do that. Wow, you have <laughs> real control issues. Go ahead, I'll listen. Okay, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. with, with the insults, with the... Well, you're real emotive. I, I'm not doing that to you, okay? No, you muted me. Words. You silenced me. Well, That's I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're aware that I know you've had multiple at-length conversations about me without me present. And so, With I, whom? I, I, uh, well, for example, before you, the uh, debate talk for you thing happened, there's a whole buildup an hour before, uh, for example – um, so that's one example. What did but I do an is, hour before? All I said an hour before is that we're going to have a show. I didn't speak about you. I didn't do anything like okay. that. That's not true. But what I'm saying is you can't just uh-huh. – I'm asking you to justify this, this kind of – Well, then let me finish. How can I justify it if you keep cutting me off? Because when you insult me uh, along the way, you can't, ask, you can't ask me to just okay it. So if we could keep those out, then, well, then, okay. It, then it's if all you, right. Okay. 
okay, you've muted me. You don't like any repercussions. I understand that. Okay, so fine. So you you're doing it again. I'm not allowed to respond. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. I, I got to say this. Hold on, hold on, wait, Can wait, I continue? Wait, Can we have a conference or wait. no? Wait, wait, Vocab, vocab, vocab. Listen, bro, I got to say this, bro. Oh, you I can't control yourself? This. Okay, by all means, No, I have to say this. Listen, listen, I got to mm-hmm. say this, bro, because... Like I say, man, I've been around women, man, plenty of times. Oh, and women. Sister, wow. Listen, listen, sister. The stuff you hey, doing, the stuff. Listen, sister. Let me say this. Mute the sister, man, because this sister tripping, man. Uh, wow. I've been around. Listen, I've been around this a lot, man, all my life, man. I've been raised by women, bro. And it sounds I know like you have a this, trauma in this area. Right, 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 right. Mm. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. And what you were doing, sister, is manipulation, and it's also deceitfulness, sister. That's what you're doing, to be honest. Right. And, and what you're this doing is... This is insults you're from you? Listen, sister, you I want to be clear. Man, Are you going to insult me? I asked. No. He, he, took, he took offense to the word emotive. You are full nah, on assu- hey, insulting sister, me. Sister, you're, making a, a, you, you, you're making a gender-based insult on me. First of all, you're... At this point, you're just insulting my uterus, which is, yeah. Your uterus? Correct. <laughs> you're just talking yeah. about me as a woman. That's crazy to me. It's incredibly basic. Okay, can we go back listen. to the topic? I mean, how, you oh. had to get this? Right, right. Okay. I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to the top. Listen, listen. I want All to right. get to this, but listen, listen. What you are doing, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this right now, sis. I'm going to tell you so you can understand this. I'm, tw- I'm 36 years old. I've seen you're... this what you're doing the whole time. You what might am be I doing? younger than me, or you might be, listen, mm-hmm. but the games that you are playing right now, this is not a game. What these people are doing in these streets is real. And so you could try to play I know, I agree. circles or whatever you want to do, but it's not going to work. Sis. What am I trying that's, to do? Because that's, that's, that's what you're doing. Like, if you, let you me, know what's let me not going question. to work? You're you trying oh, you to strong-arm me, and you're trying hold on, hold on. to, uh, yeah, hold on. go ahead. Listen, do, mm-hmm. you, do you think do you think that what the one West camps are doing on these streets is profitable? Do you think that? Depend. What are you asking about? The way they conduct themselves when in the they, street? When, when they, when they, Why don't you call, can you, doing, can you calm you down? Is that? it possible for you to calm down? Okay. Uh, now, look, really, can you? I don't, listen, I'm just, I don't wow, have time okay. for the games, to be honest. Vocab got time for it. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it spade a spade. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How about you don't call me a spade, and how about you just calm down? I'll answer your question. Calmly, I'm going to see if I can transfer some of that calmness over to you. Um, if you were yeah, to, okay. Oh wow, you really do not know how. To, do you have any? Okay, can I talk <laughs> without being interrupted? Okay, great. So regarding the conduct that happens in the street, no, I do not support it, and I'm on record as having not supported it. Okay. Oh, so so basically, what you're saying is when somebody bring it out. As vocab bringing out because he's not black, he should because because he should he he should mind his own business and let let the culture deal with with the culture basically. No, I am not saying that. And once again, I'm on record as not making that a racial issue. But that was a great try. Next question. Right. So what I mean, do you think about Ron Shields that made that an issue like that? Can Ron Shields call out? Can Ron Shields call out Israel? Is that what your question is? So what do you think Ron Shields making an issue about vocab not being black, so he needs to allow the blacks to deal to with their own community? To ask me, you're not asking me to speak on. 
you're asking me to speak about what another person does. I don't get paid by that ministry to do PR for him. You just spoke about one West, though. No, you asked me. Let the record record show. You asked me what I felt about them, and I can answer that. You asking me to discuss uh, someone else and their position that's not for me to do. You can continue to ask me about, even though I call to say something else, but if you want to have an improper interview with me about my position on things, you're allowed to do that, but don't ask me about someone else. I'm not in the position to do that. All right, that's fine. I think we can return to what I was originally getting at. But I guess I'm just saying if you hurl the insults along the way, just don't be surprised if I ask you about it along the way. Cause well, that's not I agree. Necessary. If you, you, felt, you felt that I was – okay, listen. For the one thing that you said, I called you emotive because the way that you reacted felt emotive to me. If you say you take a – you were offended by it or you take exception to it, I hear that. Now, but then again, that's between – and I can hear it from you. I don't – Need to hear it from is the peanut gallery that I wasn't talking to, see, and that's what that, I that's what I took offense to. Okay, see, even if, that I'm, I'm just, by myself. I'm it's just me. I'm not waking up my cousins. Oh, I'm on I'm on your phone. Can you come over here? There's like three guys okay, over okay. there. I'm not doing that. But look, but it's a conversation okay, between you and I. Can we keep it between right. you and I? Then, then so here's what I'm trying to get at. I'm okay. saying it's irresponsible to the highest degree. The Hitler's terminology, but even worse than that, the Hitler's terminology is this uh, accusation of a, a call to return to bloody crusades. You have to be able to defend that. And when, you, when I asked you prior, hold on, let me give you, the, let me show you what you did before. You said the book confuses categories and all this other stuff. And, and let's okay, let's stop though. Let's say that that's hypothetically true. Obviously, I don't agree with your criticism, but let's say that that's true. Okay, mm-hmm. that does not equal the justification that what the book is to determine to do quote is to resurrect the bloody crusade of old. I'm asking you to justify that. I type didn't of say you were deep t- language. Is, okay, let's I'll read say, it. Okay, let me read I'll the read quote. It, okay. This read book is only. For the Christian, oh, determined correct. to resurrect the bloody crusades of old. That means the book correct. would enable them to resurrect the bloody crusades of old. Agreed. I'm asking you to justify that. Okay. I'll give you justification. What you did was you created an, an atmosphere of fear and tension from the beginning. Do you have any quotes I you from the book? Before. I don't have your – I didn't call with your book in front or of me. Or a para- maybe a paraphrase. I understand that. Maybe a paraphrase. That justifies your claim that I'm creating atmosphere of fear and tension. Maybe, maybe just a paraphrase or a section, anything from the book that would justify it. You see, I'm, I understand if you don't have it with you. I'm not trying to nitpick like that, but you do got to justify it from okay, something in the allow book. Me to, allow me to justify it. Okay. Um, now, your book is a reflection of, a lot of, of all of your efforts that you have done uh, to date. And... Oh, even even if I have to paraphrase, fine. Just looking at the back of your book, if I remember correctly, the back of the book is, like you said, if you don't get the title, then you just flip it over, right? If I remember correctly, the back of the book has this idea of, yeah, they're active and they're in a neighborhood near you, and this is a very kind of, and that alone has that 
aware of there needs to be this kind of high alert as if there is some looming threat. And it's there, whether it's intentional or whether or not that was your 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 motive to begin with. But you do use very deliberate language, and I'm sure that you are aware that you use very deliberate language, even in the articles that I don't know what happened to your relationship at the Roosevelt Church. Your articles seem to have disappeared, but you do the same thing in, in those articles. You, you elicit very particular images about the men who are doing street preaching. And, again, as I stated, I don't agree with, with their methods. I do not agree with their presentation. I have, I'm on record as saying that there is very bad public relations due in part to that. And I um, so when I say that what you provide on page I think twenty two twenty three it's somewhere in the early twenties that it's a hit list is because I have been in your group and I have seen the 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 the, the high tension the 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 way the 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 others are relating to Israelites even if the Israelite is being benign in some way just existing there's a a prodding and a provocation that is pervasive in that group and so whether or not it's something that you are trying to solicit it certainly is enabling it certainly is a permissive space for those kinds of tensions to now find this kind of warrant that they may be looking for and not only does the book provide that but then you tell them where to go this is where you go. And you even say, listen, on my website, there's updated information. Now, in the actual text, you don't put, for example, where my sister can be found. But you put it on your website where you tell them to go, and you put a hyperlink there. Now, there's well, nobody that goes, let me finish. No, there's no, no one that goes no, on the no, Internet no. and resists listen, it and reads it. doesn't work that way. Is listen, it possible? Every time possible? I interject, you can't say, let me okay. finish. No doubt okay. you speak. Spoke at length. Okay. I didn't. I didn't constantly. I didn't constantly interrupt you. But when you, said a, when you said a certain thing, and I think I understand your answer thus far. You, you. I never, in any context, said go here or go there. So I don't know why you're saying that. No one ever okay. told anyone to go anywhere. The only you didn't you tell really us to go to go your any, any place. The place okay, you can go see. very easily. Okay, let me because I will let me interact with you. You can't just come on and give long speeches, please. You oh. please. Okay. Anyone can just go to a street corner and find these folks. It's easy to do. And the thing is, if you notice the way I tell people to interact, if you read the conclusion to the book, I mention love again and again and again, and that's the whole mission of this. And you still, in, in the, the whole time you spoke, which was substantial, you never gave anything that justified your careless language saying this book will help people resurrect the bloody crusades of old. That, since you said the word bloody, it kind of tips your hand. You can't anymore just say, well, it's like a hit list, and hit can mean just go there, like people say hit the clubs, because you tipped your hand when you said bloody. If anyone's trying to incite fear – it's you by saying this book would incite bloody crusades. A bloody crusade is not just merely a crusade. It's a crusade that results in violence and death. And what I am asking you to do, which is a very simple request, which it does not seem you are up to task at this point because the statement is unjustified, is to justify the use of saying bloody crusades of old. And I haven't even finished the sentence because later on you say 
thug theologians. Yeah. Gaslight tensions are already boiling over in Trump's America. Now, I'm asking mm-hmm. you to justify this bloody crusade to hold. You have not done anything. You've given okay, me well, nothing. Okay, I, I'll give you that. Okay, how about this? The Christian crusades were bloody. And what you are doing now is inciting another Christian crusade with a to very specific. What's the goal of this crusade? According, according to, to you. your, according to you. I never said crusade, is, though. Allow me to finish. According to you, it is to encounter and to counter um, Israelites. And so the language you use, you didn't use the language of to evangelize or to save or to explore. You used counter. So a lot of your language is necessarily contentious and combative. And so for you to to pretend that you haven't used any of those types of language and that all along your language has been benign and that all along your language has been loving and caring, that is not accurate. Okay. And you know that Do that's I give a call to action? Do, are there are there is there a place in the book because the the answer is yes to this. Is there a place in the book you know of where I give a call to action? In some Once way? again, I don't remember your entire okay. book. Okay, it's, it's in the conclusion. But I will, but allow me. No, no, no I'm going to read but it. I'm I'm gonna gonna can, read I, can, I, can I do this? I, I'm, after okay. I read this, yes, after oh. I read it, because you're saying All something. Right. But the, the book, since this is about the book, reading from the book makes sense. And, and here's the call to action, because I'm going to show you what, quote, my crusade, if you're going to call it that, looks like. And it doesn't look bloody. So you really, as someone who says they're a writer – should use responsible language because here's what this quote responsible. Crusade looks like. I take responsibility here, for it. Here is the call to action. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to put an end to this famine of resources. The Spirit will empower Christ's people for the task. Will we be vigilant and obedient, or will we wilt away into the shadows of complacency and irrelevancy? God forbid. Consider this an urgent invitation for God's people to begin standing in the gap. Upload the, art, upload the videos, write the articles, conduct the interviews, record the podcasts, publish the books, craft the PowerPoints, and give the lectures. Now, let us pray for men and women who are called to study this trend, learn how to explain it to others, and then passionately teach others how to refute the doctrines of Hebrew Israelism. This is the last thing I'm going to read. Love compels the Christian apologist to protect and prepare the vulnerable. Love compels us to become adept at giving practical answers to the questions Hebrew Israelites ask. For far too long, there has been a lack of attention paid to issues relating to urban apologetics. The time is now for deep, vibrant, and active Christian love to change the narrative and watch the Lord transform our cities for God's glory. Now, how was any of that violent or bloody? Because that's my call to action. In the same the way, in, okay, I can answer plan. that. I can answer that so very easily. In the same way that all of the crusades um, imagine themselves to be doing it for the love of their religion, then no one sat out and said, "Because we are uh, are, are hyper vigilant." Uh, angry, intolerant people that were going to go out and, and do these massacres to anybody. When they set out and did the things that they did, they fully they fully believed that they were being um they were acting out these spaces of love uh for their religion. Yeah, so the know, fact okay, so allow me to understand Okay, you don't say that okay 
Hearing you talk, I actually I, I let you read. I let you do stories. I let you read to me like I was a child just now. Can I? No, because and then you, no, no. You said you wanted to be interactive. By interactive, did it mean that you lecture me and you read to me and I don't get to say more than 32, more than 30 seconds worth of anything? Because without you're not you... justifying what you said. Well, you, maybe you... if you let me speak for more than 30 seconds, I, you, would, you would feel more satisfied Wait. in my justification. Okay. Are you saying I'll you haven't again. spoke for more than 30 seconds yet? Because well, except for, to, except for to ask for more time, I can't say that I have spoken for 30 seconds without being interrupted since you've been reading to me and since I said I would concede to giving your thoughts a complete Justify the use of bloody crusade. I'm I asking you to justify the use of bloody crusades. crusade. Okay, fine. Christian crusades were bloody. And you are asking to do with my for book? another one. Once again, and you are once again asking for a Christian crusade. And because of the language <laughs> that you you allow me to finish, the language that you use to describe your targets. Where? Why are they, why are they called targets? See, you're inventing violent language. That's from Am you. I? You're fabricating. Okay, you. but I'm fabricating. Okay, did you? Listen, I'll give you. Give me uh, okay. a quote you, or stop you, lying. Do you? Do you? Do you? How do you describe? How about you go and read your book? How do you describe this? I just read it to book? you. I just read no, it no, to you. you just read to me give your your sub. No, okay, stop lying. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all. Okay, um, what you read was your, what you said was your call. Okay, you didn't yep. read your description of Israelites, which is what I asked you. But I will give you an example since I did pull it up. You spoke about Israelites as being, um, you, 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 you use all of the languages. For example, you, use, you open with Hannah, who was not raised an Israelite, who has a, a, a very slanted, very specific of you, of people. So you. Wait, open. she was raised as a Hebrew Israelite. No, she was raised Christian. Did you read the book? She was raised Christian. She didn't her even father, know what this. Her, I interviewed uh-huh. Hannah. Her father became a Hebrew Israelite and is the one who her exposed her did. to it. And yeah. he, <laughs> did you read the book? Because I read the book. She yeah, I, I read had it. An, multiple okay, times and the and, and the book and the book times. and the book. So did I. I interviewed her as well. And the 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 book very plainly states that her father was an Israelite, but she didn't even know the basics. She didn't know what the Shabbat was until she was twenty eight or twenty in her twenties. So in and my that she was and her. that she was raised according to her. Yeah. She was raised by her mother. That her mother consistently cut off any type of understanding about what it meant to be an Israelite, and that all she got from her father was was that holy days, I mean holidays, were unacceptable. He never explained anything to her. She wasn't raised with any of the tenets. She knew nothing about it. So when she became an adult and went to these to the, whatever camp she got connected to, I she had her. to. Listen, I know all this. I described okay, her. Okay, so in why did you tell me she was raised I just, Israelite? I just, to say her father's in Hebrew Israelite and it's like that's irrelevant to the discussion is insane. But I described her in the interview to her as a second generation Hebrew Israelite, and she did not disagree. She she seemed to confirm that. So, but nonetheless, mother, you know why? Let, because you're saying that because her father was Israelite, she was raised Israelite. That's not a true statement. I, I'm not. You, yes, you, I understand what you mean by that. I, I that. Am I correct, or, or am I correct? The fact that her father was an Israelite does not mean she was raised Israelite. You misspoke. Is that correct? Uh, I described her as second-generation Hebrew Israelite. That is true. In this conversation, you just said she was raised Israelite. I said she was raised Christian. Which one of us told the truth? Uh, they're both true because her father was one thing and her mother was the other. But the reason she, why 
I described her. The reason why I opened with her quote is because she talks about Hebrew Israelites curse. She specifically says cursing out white people and calling President Obama a devil. That's the reason mm-hmm. because I'm showing that there's always been an adverse relationship, especially from one end. But again, you still have not justified I this told, use. Of uh, what I'm, what I'm showing you that from the beginning, you deliberately create a hostile image of Israelites from the beginning quoting, using someone. Correct. Everything that you do is a you are is very she wrong. Correct. She is wrong. Have you seen the videos of General Yohanna calling out Obama? Have you, know you seen what? the you, videos? Can, have you can, seen, have you seen the, have, have It's like you, you don't live in the real world, to be honest. It's okay, like you can, you, can you calm down? Here. Can you calm down and not be so and, – and don't, don't condescend to me, please. First of all, okay, let me – I'm ask, calling you out, and you're not responding you're to the not call. You're not calling me out. You're just being you. And this is – here's the problem. Um Yes, actually, I live in New York, and so I've seen all of this happen through time. And you're trying to say, oh, this happens with Obama. Israelites are typically, in general, not fans of the government. It's not because it was Obama. Every president <laughs> everyone before Obama. Ex- okay, no, everyone does, everyone know, does, does everybody in your book know that, or didn't you just say this is for the people who don't know? Wait, what? Isn't that what you said? You wrote this book for the people who don't know. So it's not everybody that knows that. Your reader is depending on you to be honest, and you create a very specific narrative. You paint this as if they were against Obama. Okay, they you're right, are. You don't want to t- they're against government. Obama is It's not a personal vendetta against Obama. Okay. Is it? Or, or have they, or have they had never... the same position against government in general? They have. What I've seen, actually, you know, again, this is this is from real life. Is there's a specific hatred for Obama, and I've never seen. Now they may unique exist, to Israel. They they may exist, but I've never seen any other poster boards with any other presidents with the horns <sighs> on the head, except for with Obama. I've never seen one with George Bush or Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton. I've only seen the poster boards with the devil horns with Obama. And and so, that means that you, again, okay, well, that means that you're not in the position people. to be an authority in this space because I have. You, because weren't once you again, who, weren't you the one who thought One West was still an active address? No, I'm not. One, one of the one of y'all, I can't. See, oh, I don't. Is, I, can't, I, I, I can. I can. The the all of us look and sound the same to you because no. Oh, please. I am not the one. I had four. Well, I mean, I you, you confused me. The other before. one confused me. I don't know. And I'm, and it's not a racial thing. It's apparently it's just your side. And don't before you try to say that I'm making that racial. I ask the same exact thing of a melanated female in your group. So let's not try to paint me as being racial on this. I have no racial issues. So <laughs> although I see, although I see, even even uh, your your friend back there tried to try to do the same thing. Oh, if he is it because he's not melanated? Of course not. Absolutely I never said that. not. I, I, I didn't say, say why, why you, you say, did. Why, why would you see, say listen, white I, people are non-melanated people, though? Where'd you get that from? Where, where does that come from? What I said was, because I said melanated, and then I used non-melanated as a counter to, uh, oh, you know where I got it from? I got it from someone who was of uh, European-American heritage at the university. That's the language he used. So I borrowed language okay, from someone well, who was from that community. And let the record show that when I used it in the group and someone of that community said that it was problematic, I immediately asked them, well, what would be more acceptable? I didn't defend it. I didn't insist upon it. I asked. Well, that's not what – listen, listen, sister, I don't know if you don't know, but it's on record. 
Yeah, it is. Would you like me to send you the screenshot of it? You didn't put. You didn't provide no type of scientific evidence proving your statement. What you said, and I said, can I get a source for that? A source for what? White people are non-melanated people. I did not say that white people were not a so-called white people were without non-melanated people. That's what I also said. Yes, I and I again, again for the five hundred thirtieth time because I had to read this for you on the thread as well. That it was not wrong or was you right? I was correct, and if you can you if you can stop interrupting me, I will explain it to you again. That it wasn't a scientific designation. It wasn't about a chemical context or content. It was about using the the linguistics of it in the very same way that you use black. Now, are are melanated people black? If I might, if we're going to hold one another to the literal technicalities of the of the words, then every time you say black, you are you are scientifically incorrect. But because I understand that it's not a scientific designation, I don't sit around being petty with you about hey, show me the, the, the science you behind real it. You're petty. You're playing semantics right now. That's what you're doing. It is. Yes, I am. You, you know why? Listen. You, you so, want to so, know so, why so, I'm so, playing so, semantics? So, because linguistics it, is semantics. Go to bed, I'm honey. I'm talking to, to, to you. Listen, let me say this. I'm going to go to bed, but well, I got to say this. Well, by all means, go to bed. I wasn't talking to you. But let me, I will say this. I was, no, 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 I'm not interested. I'll let, I'll, I'll let you, I have I'll to let, let him finish. insult me because he has to get that off. No, no, I'm just I'm letting him finish. You can respond back, but I'm just gonna let I him finish. I don't want to. I'm not invested in petty back and forth. He said I was using semantics. He's correct. All right, it's but the, I'm gonna let it down, though, Let me lay it down, and then you can go and say what you're gonna say. So you got all night because you could talk for a minute. You, you, you talk. Well, listen. Only thing I'm saying is this, sir. Listen. When you said what you said, instead of you just saying, you know what? I should never said that that was wrong. That was not even scientifically correct. I listen. Other members of the group said the same thing. They was like, I don't know where she got that from, but that's not even scientifically correct. And well, why would she say that? The school of thought that I've, I've dealt with the conscious community. You can ask anybody. Whenever you hear somebody say that, that is coming from an Afrocentric perspective, and also the conscious community. Now. I've never heard, and I'd like to even to source that and cite that, of any European saying that unless they unlearned and ignorant of uh, ignorant and saying that white people are, are non-melanated people. Show me that. I've never heard that before. And if uh, and whoever said that is ignorant because that's not what science say at all, and it's not a fact. I'm done. All right, G. Okay. Hey, have, a so good, have a good night, Econ. Yeah. But you can good respond night. to that if you want. I'm really still looking for the justification of this. I will give you your justification, but let me. I'll give you that because that's a fair question. It's a fair question, and I'll answer your question. But first, I'm going to address the incredibly odd question um, assertions that I had to hear partially. Um, again. The first time that I heard non-melanated use to reference this particular demographic was by a student at the university. However, we do know that um, the language melanated right now belongs specifically to the, a community previously labeled as black. And so the other part of that would be non-melanated, and it's not uh, a question of, of a chemical content. It is a question of a social linguistic designation. And so this 
this appeal to science is is incredibly irrelevant. Um, just as if it would be like me saying the color, although the community was previously called black, you know that is very clearly not supposed to accurately describe the the um, the skin tone of the people that the community relates to. I'll give an example. Um, before it was very common, still un- not uncommon for European to be an understood set, and then there'd be non-European. It doesn't. It's just an idea of this is the set that I'm talking about, and the non means the others, and that is how it's used. It was used social linguistically. It wasn't used scientifically. So since I wasn't making a scientific assertion, I have no need to defend a scientific position. So um, although that was a very creative way to be offended about something, the other thing to that was once the person who that could have potentially offended said to me that it felt uh, offensive to them, I said, okay, what language is better? I did not defend the language. I, so for, for me to have to go and make a defense of it now makes no sense. I said, fine, if it's something that's offensive, I'll abandon it. Let me know what's better. And that's something that I didn't get from people like LaRon, who no matter how many times it was said that, the uh, HI is offensive. There was just this huge mounted defense of continuing to offend and all of these okay. other ways. So having okay. clarified that. So I, I heard your answer. I, I, I mean, again, I'm not really necessarily interested in um, that question as much. That's why I didn't bring it up, but I guess he was, which I understand. Um, but again, even to characterize what you said is just, you tend to spin any criticism of you in a certain direction. You said that was a creative way to be offended. He's not offended. He's not white. He's asking you to justify your claim, and that's also what I'm asking you to do. Instead of spinning things, please answer directly. I did answer you directly. makes Uh you say that this book is uh, fodder to resurrect bloody crusades? What about it? would make Again, somebody from the say, I need to go kill somebody who is originally, or anything like that. Specifics, please, not generalities, because okay. you're very well, vague. Okay, so again, I think that as you said before, when you read the entire sentence, it goes on to say that there's already mounting tensions in Trump America. We have already seen that it doesn't take a lot to gaslight already very high intentions, and when you have such language that necessarily frames the community in a way that makes it seem as if they are abrasive, abusive, and need to have this kind of encountering, again, as I stated, whether or not you wanted to do that, you can do that because of the way the book is formulated. And so in terms of taking responsibility for... To do some chronology, I'm sure you know I didn't start any of this under so-called Trump's America, but you just said something. You said you frame it in a way that makes it seem like they are abusive and abrasive. Are One Westers abusive and abrasive? Yes or no? No. You don't think that one Westers are abrasive? I don't believe in absolute language. Do so you believe that every single person? No. Uh, let me finish. Because you asked me to answer in absolute. If you ask me to say, as everyone that you categorized as a one Western, are 
all of them, those things, I cannot say, uh, I cannot give a confirmation about every single person. Don't you agree that there would be exceptions in any group, including the ones that you categorize as One West? Uh, By and large, when you're talking about One West, now, of course, remember, the book says history, um, uh, beliefs, and doctrine. And so when you talk about that, uh, the doctrine and the history is abusive and abrasive, and very uh-huh. frequently the, the practice is as well. Well, um, um, let's, let's do this then. You're, you're trying to relativize it by saying to whom, but do you think it's offensive? Uh, how come when I – when you – okay, wait, okay, wait. I need to be clear. Why is it that when I ask something, I'm relativizing, but when you say something, it is okay for you to – I don't understand. You, whenever you do something, it's acceptable. But if, if someone else does it, then you want to critique it. That's very weird to me, and it, it, it's very disturbing to me. So you if, asked if me I... to speak on you, – yes, you asked me to, to confirm something in terms of absolutes, and you were fine. You know, when I say that I'm not going to do something in terms of absolutes, then you say, um, and then you go to do it. You're like, oh, you're relativizing. I don't understand why you need to do that. It, it is the case that there are going to be exceptions in any group, and just like with whatever goes on, in order to be. You wanted me to be specific in all of these spaces, but when I asked you to be specific and to be responsible about some of specific. these overall, that's easy. That's mm-hmm. not specific. First of all, yo, yo, okay. To be clear, me, your one West specific. category can isn't even specific. Yes, please. Hey, okay, can, I, can I say something uh, before I drop out concerning this whole abrasive thing? Sure. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to give it absolute, and the absolute is that yes, um, it is abrasive. Um, because the doctrine in which uh, specifically the one West is for sure uh, fall out, fall under, uh, which me myself is part of, uh, regardless of what we get, you know, any individual, because the Bible says this, man, that if the blind leaves the blind, both of them fall in the ditch. So it doesn't matter. You can't look at it as an individual. Oh, this guy right here, he might have, you know, concern for others. Or this guy over here, that doesn't matter when <laughs> blind themselves and being led by other blind men. So the doctrine that they're under is a blind, false, abrasive doctrine. Have the women done it to you? That that cares less for anybody that's outside of those charts and outside of their their framework of mind who they think Israelites are. Have you seen women um, behave that way towards you? You're doing it right now. With them. I'm not doing anything so, towards anybody so the, right now. So I call the point, no, about my comments. Now, I'm actually combating the doctrine, but what I'm saying is, is this, is that the, the, the black Hebrew Israelite doctrine specifically, I'm talking about the one West faction right now. Are, are there women in this section? Individual because those yeah, individuals. Yeah, you're doing it right now. You're one of those women. Right. I'm one of what women? Hold on, sister. The, those individuals that you're trying to bring up and say there's exceptions in these groups, doesn't matter in this situation because they're not they're they're falling under a doctrine that they're following. Regardless of their inward feelings of <laughs> another race, the doctrine that they bought into is an abrasive doctrine. So they themselves is abrasive because of what they bought into. Regardless of their inward struggle, how they really feel about somebody. Well who they're following, these blind leaders, with them being blind also, they're falling right behind them. So even if that person is not an abrasive person by nature, or not by nature but uh, inward part um, doesn't matter whether or not they're abrasive as an individual because they're following a group or following an, a doctrine with others. So they they are guilty by association when it comes to this abrasive uh, guilty by because of the doctrine. 
because of the okay. time. So we we have guilty by association. Now, so my question was, are the women doing? I mean, they're not association, not about their inward parts, but in their outward activity, do you see women doing any of these aggressive, abrasive, abusive things? In yes. This, so uh, yes. For, yes. For example, in like way? in Dallas, in Dallas, Texas, um, I have some friends who go out there and. Uh, you can watch the videos to see exactly what they do. They simply interact with questions about the gospel with uh, one body, uh, one body in Yahweh Shai is the full name, and um, they they bring their their uh, family with them. So women and children are present with this particular camp, and and um, they are some of the more aggressive towards uh, my friends. Who it's only two or three of them. One of them who who is a female herself go out mm-hmm. there. And some of the more aggressive ones are the women. And G-Con has also had this happen to him when he was interacting with some of the ISUPK, ISUPK females uh, where they were going real hard, real wild on him. Calling and, uh, me all types of B-words and all types of stuff. I and thought G-Con went to bed. I, no, nah, I, you know, I was going to lay it down, but then, you know what I'm saying, you, you kind of, you know. I Nonetheless, his testimony is true about the way he right. was treated by the ISUPK Ladies, so you're saying that, but uh, the answer is yes, because if you imbibe this doctrine that there's mm-hmm. going to be race-based slavery in the kingdom, if you imbibe this doctrine uh, uh, that that other nations' goal and destiny is to serve you for all eternity, if you imbibe this doctrine that there's you know, all these types of things, uh, it's going to result in certain treatment of other people. So I don't know why it would be a shocking but you talk about abusive and abrasive. I mean, I'm sure you recognize polygyny is an abusive doctrine, and the way that the camps practice it is certainly abusive. The concept of race-based slavery is abusive and abrasive. The language that the One West camps utilize towards people, not just of their perceived uh, different ethnic group, but people even in their ethnic group, is highly offensive. The language that's regularly used, especially if they perceive someone to be effeminate, or if they perceive somebody to be in a, quote, mixed-race relationship, it's highly abusive and abrasive language designed towards them. So I don't even see how it's a question whether One West Hebrewism is abrasive and abusive. And it's the type of meandering it and pandering that It was your question. It wasn't my question. The last thing, this is the type, this is the type <laughs> of, type of uh, pandering and meandering I get when I deal with Salafi Islam. The same type of obfuscation is what I'm encountering with One West uh, non one westers who defend I'm one west. I'm not a member of one west, and I don't uh, defend exactly. one west. No, that's my point. You're not. What is your point? You offer a shield of protection towards them. That well, was my exact. What I'm saying since is when I, I deal. Since, wait, let's be clear. This is the last when you ask me directly, okay, speak. I'll let you. Finish. I'm saying okay. when I deal with when I criticize Salafi Islam, I get defense from non Salafi Muslims where they should not be defending what's inexcusable. When I deal with One West, I get defense from non-One Westers. Okay. Now, let the record show that when I was asked about the methods and behavior and presentation of One West, and which I know for you is a bundle of uh, peoples, um, I am on record as saying, no, I don't defend any of that. I don't agree with it. And that I consider it very bad public relations for the Israelite community. That is what I said. That is what I've said everywhere, and I've never moved from that. What I 
say is that it is not responsible to to broad brush any community, and so that is not a defense of one West specifically. Uh, and if, if you recall correctly, my original contention was not even with the, with your your dealing of the men, but I have a problem with the fact that there's a sister on your list. I don't see why she's on your list. She's not a a whole congregation. She's one person. Why is a hyperlink? Excuse she, me. Because she's a leader of a group. That's why. Because she, she, she holds deals conferences. with women. She speaks with women. And we have. You, if you were to go to her video, why she, she sings them? praise songs and talks about Jesus all day. What part okay, of that why, offends you? Why should be? Why she be? Why should she be exempt from being categorized as what she is, which is a non-one West Hebrew Israelite? Is she not a non-one West Hebrew Israelite? What do you want the people to do? Is she not a non-One West Hebrew Israelite? Correct. She is not a One West. Well, so what do you exactly. want the that's, people that's to? Where she is on okay, the list. exactly. So my question so is, what do you want the her. people to do? Well, number one, um, not listen to her. <laughs> it's number one. If you don't want them two, to listen to her, why give them a hyperlink to her page to her station? It's like it's like this. It's it's like okay, this. I'm creating awareness where there is none because what's happened is. Hebrew Israelism has slipped in under the radar through covert uh, operations in churches. And the thing is, I'm not speaking hypothetically. I'm speaking from I know firsthand, and, I, and, and I'm talking about real-life things. And what we want to do is we want to pull away the cover and no longer allow this sneakiness that's been happening from all types of Hebrew Israelites where they're sneaking in places, siphoning people off acting one way in one scenario and another way in another. And we just want to put an end to that and say, let everything be out on the table. This is Hebrew Israelism. This is not Christianity. It's not Orthodox, which you agree with in other contexts. So, so what we're doing I'm, is we're – Whatever context is relevant, I always agree. I'm very consistent. Here's my issue with you again. As you stated, if it's someone that you want people to avoid, it doesn't make sense to give an address – to the person you want to, them to avoid. If there's someone no, is on the internet, no address, excuse me. It's a website. It is not an address. It's a Let's web address. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is it not a web address? Well, I know the way that you speak and the way people can perceive things. So it's a website. Okay, if you, the, if you go to the website, like if you go to the website, what you tell them to do is go to your Shield Squad website. They will see what address it is. It's not like I can, I can force an image that's not there. I already said that it's something you direct the people to do to go to the show squad website and then you see this woman's name is on the list and there's fine you want a web address link to her which why again should she not be on the list though again for what why I ask, be I, because according to you you want people to avoid her now so the people why should you put she not be on there though okay because unlike the men you have listed these are public people they are, like you said, in the streets doing whatever. She is not in the streets She's very doing anything. She writes, She's n- she writes children's pay, pay, books please, for goodness sake. Please, 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 please don't, don't, don't change country. what I'm saying. I said she's not in the street. Okay, again, okay, I, don't know, not, I don't know why you're taking but that's not a category I've made, so you're falsely you're falsely creating it's a not, category. That I, I, again, I'll tell you, and then instead of before you decide before you decide to recategorize me, and I, I know that you really seem to have a thing where you want to categorize everybody. Here's the thing: on your list 
And do you disagree that the people on your list are typically public in the case, in the sense that they're in the street? Everyone that you have, they're no. in the street. No? No. The people on no. the right side of the list, the non-one-westers, are not on the street, by the way, which I make note of in my book. And on the left side, the people, those folks, the one-westers, they are on the street. So, no, the, the folks on the right what? side are not. For example, Pastor Dow, like he's out there in rural Tennessee. He makes videos with his AR-15 hanging out. He's not in the street. And I never would think he was. Tour to the tribes. You probably didn't look this man up. He's a white man that teaches in Salem, and he teaches black Hebrew Israelism, ironically enough. This white guy out there, he's not in the street. Why are you insisting on this, this word black when you already know that it's not colored in the, that way? Is well, everybody okay, the, that's the a member of Israelites is, black in this way? The way you insist on using this slur, I don't understand. But black is not a slur. To, black is it beautiful. Is, oh, how, so Why do you, you get to decide what the community considers a slur? I don't like this. That is what I didn't people, invent okay. the phrase. But Correct. You didn't invent it. But let's okay, are you okay? Are you so, no, let's no, no, let's, let's stay focused because this is this is the focus. The focus is whether or not whether or not you are, you are properly representing the community and whether or not you are sensitive enough to, to – because, first of all, I'll be – and I'll go on record to say this. I think there should be an open line of communication between Christians and Israelites. I am not confident that you are approaching it with a seriousness to be the one to spearhead it. I've heard many people that are in your in your on your side and in your in your camp and they have they are they are they seem a bit more objective than you do. Okay. I that's, don't that's I, and, and I'm not and okay, but you let me finish. But let later. me finish. But you let me finish. I you, did, okay, you, again. Okay, so see now. No, no, because, no because, because you're trying to paint me because you're trying to paint me as no because you're trying to paint, trying to paint me paint as generally internet. against something. Okay. Hey, okay, be mindful of the time because we're definitely running out of time, bro. Yeah, it's super late too. Um, I'll bring bring her back up, but what, what, we only have a little bit. This is gonna be the longest broadcast ever. This is way too long. Uh, yeah, it's gonna I, end at uh two two thirty actually. So you gotta start. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to end like five minutes, I guess, then. Listen, so the sh- it's going to end in a second here, but well, the thing is we were just talking about the list. Now you're jumping somewhere else because I was showing that um, there's no qualification that someone needs to be in the street to be on a list of uh, people who are Hebrew Israelite proponents. I don't know why. That's never been – you're injecting things that, that aren't there. Because and you so, said you want them to be avoided. If she's not in a place that she is visible in this way, you don't have to tell people to avoid her. She's not publicizing her okay. to this anyone is, other than her community. Don't, okay, I'm responding to what you're saying. I, mm-hmm. I don't think – I don't understand why you think you are able to be like, well, here's what you need to do, vocab, in your book. And I don't I, understand why you think you're able to set the categories and the, the qualifications – the the list is simple in it in itself. It's actually very self-explanatory. I was responding non, to what you said was the criteria. Let me read from the book. Non-one West Hebrew Israelites. That's exactly what she is. And I'll tell you even more specific why I have a real concern with her. She writes children's books. I don't want someone buying one of her books thinking this is a legitimate thing to buy their young Christian grandkid when it's not because it's filled with Hebrew Israelism motifs. 
It's not a legitimate thing that's going to build up children. In the what's way in the go. What's in the child? So, what is in her so, children's book that you okay. feel is is going to to corrupt a, a, a Christian child? For example, uh, you, you told okay. me to be specific. What in her book do you think was problematic for the children? Okay, I had the book on the shelf. I really am not. We don't. Uh, you under, you, I hope you know we only have about five minutes left, so it's going to end. So if you want to turn this into the end of the show where I'm going over her book, I guess that could happen. But that's really, again, not doing justice to the conversation. <sighs> you never justified. Okay. I did, and I'll justify bloody. it again. Okay, I'm a, because I'm again, because the crusade, because the crusades were bloody, and because we're in, in in this particular atmosphere where every little thing can set people, we already see that it takes very little to cause a very bloody scene then in why this particular political language? climate. I then say why do, that. Why don't you stop using violent language? Then I'm not using it. You're using it. If you're so sensitive to this, then please stop using violent Can language. Can I ask you a question? Not what, how, how does the First Amendment right to practice what you call a religion, how does that play into Can you repeat that? Hello? How does the First Amendment right, you, you say that you, you insist on calling Israelites a religion. So why do they not have the right to have whatever their faith system is why do you get to come in and what? change how they worship you okay Wait. why this is free, freedom I'm why are they the not question. free I'm gonna okay. the question. So you said what like you didn't understand it so no 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 yeah because it's it's um it's unreal to make the leap of logic but it's not really illogically because there's no logic consistent in what you just said there's no way you could ever demonstrate that what i'm trying to say is Hebrew Israelites should not be allowed to practice their religion. I've never said anything like that. I've never insinuated that. I don't think that. When sometimes Hebrew Israelites have got wrongfully arrested or persecuted, you wouldn't know this, but in the groups, I've said, guys, we need to have equal standards here that we don't want them being persecuted by government authorities, just like we don't want any religion being persecuted by government authorities because that's the way government operates. They shut down one at a time. Nobody wants that. I'm not challenging them from the perspective of uh, we need to have the government shut down a religion. I don't. The government needs I to get out of that I didn't say the government. Business. I asked you but why you are doing, doing that. My challenge because is not I'm to speak. Why don't they my have the right to? Why don't they have the right to work the way they see fit? They can. My challenge is that it's a false doctrine, and so it should be challenged biblically, which is a biblical mandate according to Jude three. I didn't ask you about Jude 3. I asked you about the First Amendment. <laughs> you, yes, you did. You said according to the First Amendment. You did say correct. You, Jude 3 is not the First Amendment. I'm asking you about their rights as citizens. Why can't That's my they point. worship the uh-huh, – I'm not – my concern is not um, – my concern is not to shut down their First Amendment rights. My concern is to curtail false teaching. Why do you get to determine what what do you get to determine that what you believe is true and what they believe is false? You don't even have an agreement within Shield Squad. You don't all of you don't agree on what is 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 uh is correct. So I don't think that you that's really understand. I'm not the first or the last well, I'm person. Asking, I don't understand what I'm asking. False. I don't you know that, right? No, I am fully aware that you're not the first. Or the last who thinks he's Or the last or the only. Based upon biblical understandings, right? So it's not like I'm – you can't – I didn't ask – I 